0: And welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Octopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are now part of the dorkening, actually have been all year, and the Nebriart Podcast Networks. And as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for. I am your host of the moment. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Van Sampson, a.k.a. Steve of Destruction, though nobody calls me that, although it would be a decent name if I was a character in an anime, like, like Bash the Stampede or something.
1: Bash the Stampede! Oh, just
0: And with me, as always, are my uh, really well-drawn, uh, slightly... Over caffeinated co- cohorts, uh, boss rush mode. <laughs> Nani! Yes. Uh, I, uh, wow. I, I literally backed up like a foot after. I, I'm back. She was fully expecting <laughs> to die. I don't be know what to say after, after this.
1: <laughs> Parasite <laughs> Steve thought he was dead. I, I thought so. I'm like, what?
0: Nani? He, uh, he, he didn't know bit, what. 8 bit alchemy.
2: <laughs> Bow. Bow, I say!
3: And Nintendo. One shall stand, one shall fall.
0: Oh, a little bit more Transformers for us. Oh, why not? Hey, because, hey, you know, it's technically an anime, right? Uh, a Japanese company. Uh, so, so tonight we are going to be talking about some classic. Um, today we call them anime. Back in the early 90s, we still used a different term. We called them Japanimation movies. Um, that was, uh, it, these, these are just movies that I feel like uh, kind of fall by the wayside um, and are not especially celebrated. Uh, we are going to mention some, some uh, sort of broader uh, appeal movies uh, as well, but I think we're going to try to spotlight some, some lesser known fare for you guys tonight or to this morning or whenever the hell you're listening. Um, so first of all, what I thought would be cool is um, I want to I just lay down a, a definition for you guys, and uh, the term is uh, original video animation, or OVA. OVA is something that you would see a lot of times um, on a lot of these like uh, VHS movies, like back in back in the early '90s. I was, you know, purchasing all of them on,
1: uh, you know, at Suncoast and stuff like that. There really wasn't Suncoast a lot of- video. The the yeah, store yeah. that I distinctly remember as a child being so hesitant to go into because i knew <laughs> when steve went into this fucking store we would not leave there for like an hour you look at
2: everything on the true. wall and i'm
1: like i don't know what to do with myself there's uh,
0: nothing for me I mean, we used that, to that go was, there like
3: every week yeah,
1: was, that's every, parasite every steve's weekend.
2: shoe store yes <laughs> right <laughs>
0: Yes, I mean, it really was one of these things where, um, you know, th- they had this vast collection of anime that you could buy, or Japanimation at the time, we always called it. And um, and we, there was no way of knowing whether or not we were going to like it other than what was on the box and what was on the back of the box, and that was it. So we couldn't really go to Blockbuster and rent a lot of these. Like, you could, you could rent some, but most of the stuff that you'd see at Suncoast was just there. And so uh, I remember that we had... Uh, sort of drifted in there like looking for other things or whatever and I remember uh one movie in particular catching my eye but I don't want to go into the movie yet because I want to I still want to find OVA but um and that was kind of like the floodgates were opened uh and and that after that was when I would spend like hours just like you know just going over these these movies to see if there was anything new and you know and I didn't I didn't have the internet at that point. This is early yeah. There's 90s. no
1: catalog that, you there know, you just no got to see knowing. what's on the shelf and see what yeah. you haven't seen before. There was no way yeah.
0: of knowing in America. Like we had no idea what was good, what was bad. And you know, imagine that like no idea what any of these things are. And uh, there was a decent amount. So, but anyway, a lot of them would say, um, you know, OVA, you'd see those letters. Um, and what it stands for is original video animation. It's a term that, um, Uh, Japanese animated films uh, and series um, were made specifically for release in home video formats like VHS and stuff like that back in those days. Um, and most of the time it was actually without prior showings on television or in theater. So they literally just put them out They're direct to VHS. Yeah.
1: The direct direct to tape, direct to home theater, whatever. And Mm -hmm. unlike stuff now where like direct to video typically happens when you see something that's like, Oh, it's like the fifth sequel of some random thing. It's like, this was the only introduction to this product. Like, like for people in America, like you didn't have another frame of reference. It's just like, okay, here's a random movie. And
0: these were, this was like big business. So it's not as if it's there, this is a worse version of something else that exists. It's like we have Mm. B movies that are direct to video or whatever, direct to DVD now or direct to streaming. But like back then, you know, there weren't a lot of uh, cartoons that we would see that that did that here. Um, We just sort of had like the big stuff that hit theaters. But over in Japan, like Japan animation was, anime was huge, just just gigantic. Like it came um, from there
2: or something. Like a came. but yeah, it was
1: huge in Japan.
0: It was, it was, it was, it was just like David Heisselhoff in Germany and,
1: and Mr. Right. Big
0: and Mr. Big in Japan. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, you know, so it's kind of weird uh, if you think about it because this was a very popular thing, but that's how it would debut. It's almost like the 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 DC Justice League animated movies. They all right. go direct to streaming. Yep. So many yeah. of them now. Except instead of goes.
1: Superman and Batman and characters, you know, it's like random superhero 13, <laughs> raccoon dog boy, like things you've never heard of. And you're just like, I'll buy that for a dollar. And Except a lot it was of these
0: were based 20. on um, Japanese comics, which is obviously manga. And uh, and uh, some, some of the stuff was premiered in like Shonen Jump. That's that's a name yep. i would learned over the years. That was a very popular, uh, you know, it, it was a collection every single month of different, manga strips and they'd be a few pages long and you'd, you know, I don't know, read your your newest issue of whatever.
1: When I was in middle school, actually, Shonen Jump had started to come to America too. Um, But uh, one of the animes I'll talk about today actually debuted in Shonen Jump. So that's cool that you mentioned it.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. Um, But yeah, so OVAs were basically, um, they were made for direct-to-video. Sometimes they would actually air part of it on TV, apparently, because... i always thought this was strange like we would buy you know it's not a number one there is no number two it's just one vhs tape it's whatever movie it is and then we would watch it and halfway through the movie it would play credits and an ending theme and then it would start up the second part and (laughs) it was like what why does it do this there's this is a two-episode show like I don't understand it doesn't feel like a show it feels like a movie this mm-hmm, is the same right. story but for some reason they would throw credits halfway through and the reason is because a lot of times they would do that they would actually have like part of it premiere on TV and the rest if you want to see the rest of it you actually had to just
1: buy it yeah um, and I, and I bet you anything a lot of these were like in inadvertently used to popularize the manga that they were based on, you know, like the manga would come out first sure. or whatever, but maybe people yeah. would catch them on TV and go, oh, I want more of this story and then go buy the books. Yeah, so they it's catch actually... you
0: outside and you know,
1: habada. And then habada. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, you had He-Man Toys, you know, with a half hour commercial that was that aired five days a
1: week.
0: <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. Kind of kind of But um, so so for this episode we're going to concentrate on OVAs or or movies. Uh, I just did air quotes, but you couldn't see them. Um, I
1: felt them. <laughs> good. I'm glad
0: they, they got through. Um, and uh, in the future, I was thinking we could maybe revisit the subject and talk about uh, things that were like series or like things that were adaptations of, of games or whatever. We'll we'll see what happens. But um, for for this particular episode, we've we've picked out different OVAs or movies. Um, and also because um, it was like often felt like a mini series. Sometimes it was two episodes. An OVA, uh, I. I Today I I saw a definition. I don't know if this is like definitive or whatever technically, but um, supposedly they can run from one to eight episodes and still be considered an OVA versus a series. Series, So anything eight to it could be Be looking up OVA. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, basically they tended to have like complex, continuous plots um, that were just one arc, and uh, you know you really want to see all the episodes. It's not a matter of like oh just watch part one and, and stop. No, it's like, no, that's only part of the story, you know? So, really felt like, you know, it's just a movie but it has randomly placed, uh, you know, uh, uh, title sequences and, and credits and stuff and it's weird. Anyway, oh Japan, they do things differently than we do and that's okay. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, what I figured I'd do is uh, kind of open up a little bit and uh, what, what do you guys uh, remember, like, what was your first introduction into this world of this is a cartoon but it's it's different it's a it's definitely not he-man it's definitely not you know disney it's something else what what was that sort of first uh, it
2: has that has that that particular flavor to it yeah it's not Mm -hmm. quite it's it's not quite from around these parts it's from elsewhere right because they started coming
0: over here uh early 80s if not earlier than that i think uh, i think boss rush will be able to speak on that mm. but what do you guys remember for like your first sort of inclination that oh this is this is a different kind of thing
1: for me i definitely remember thinking the pokemon show was different looking from you know nickelodeon or disney or whatever you know other cards in mind were... keep in
2: mind eight alchemy is like seven so right. his, his, his,
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm seven in in human years He's seven now so... <laughs> um yeah, I, I'm a youngin'. Uh but yeah, for uh for for what it's worth, it was definitely Pokemon because I remember seeing like, you know, all the nineties Nickelodeon shows, you know, your Doug, your Rugrats, your Hey Arnold and everything, like those shows looked a certain way. Uh, and then, you know, your Disney cartoons. But then I always thought like Pokemon and then pretty much actually a good amount of the Saturday morning like block of cartoons that I was growing up with, like Ultimate Muscle, and like some of these really weird shows, those definitely stuck out as like, this is not from the same place as Doug.
2: Yeah, right, right.
1: Like yeah. This is it a... not
2: Doug's mom's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No. is not this Doug's dog's father's throat. Throat. Mrs. Dog's Funny. Throat.
1: Her name is Mrs. Funny. And this is not her.
0: Her name is Mrs.
2: <laughs> Nesbit. Mrs. Nesbitt.
1: <laughs> that's Pretty for, fucking uh, far from funny. That's actually for Stephanie. We were talking about Mrs. Nesbitt recently oh. and she was like she was like made this joke and nobody got it. And I'm like, Stephanie, don't worry, I got it. Stephen, and I'm, I say Mrs. Nesbit. Right that's right it's one of the most quoted lines from Toy Story.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, um yeah, I, I th- I'd definitely, you know, submit that to the uh you know, the Society for Approval is is pokemon it, it's just sure. it's unabashedly anime
2: yeah
1: um but i didn't know what that was when i saw it i'm just like oh this this is a different looking thing i like this right right
0: yeah exactly perfect i mean that's the thing it's like it's like i don't mm. even know why it's different i just know right. it's not
1: the same it's got that je ne sais quoi.
0: yeah even like something like danger mouse we talked about in the past like there was something right. different about danger mouse it wasn't anime it was english right but mm. it, it right. was different it, there was something about it that made it stand <clears throat> out um uh, speaking of Danger Mouse, uh, what say you, Boss Rush?
2: Well, I'm not going to say Danger Mouse because I didn't see that until like probably I was like a late teenager on Nickelodeon. No, I know,
0: but you're like such a dangerous mouse.
2: That's why I say. Oh, am I? <laughs> is, is oh. That what you say? I, I had I had no realization <laughs> that I was that dangerous.
1: His name is Boss Rush <laughs> Mode, A.K.A. Danger Mouse. Though nobody calls yeah. him that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. No. Nobody's <laughs> ever called him <me> Danger <laughs> Mouse. I can verify that. Oh, geez, <laughs> boss, <laughs> boss Rush Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Oh, geez. Well, anyway, I am going to have to say there was a TV show I used to watch, pretty much religious. Well, three out of five of these. Uh, it, was, it was called Force Five. Oh yeah. It was only, oh. and It aired yep. only in a couple of weird sections in the United States, like in like the Northeast of the United States, in, like Pennsylvania, or whatever. But it, what it was it was like Monday through Friday, like every day of the week had a different show, and uh, I mean. And I, I mean, I was a huge fan of like two of them and the other three where I was kind of like give and take. But um, the one that I liked the most was like, um, I'm trying to get, I mean, now was like, I'm just trying to look it up because I guy wasn't King? thinking of this like, uh, that was one of the ones that was okay. I mean, I wasn't super into that one. Uh, it's just one of the names I recognize. Yeah. That's the guy with like the, the, the big face for a torso. So he's, he's totally a recognizable character. I mean, he's just yeah kind of, like, Yeah, for sure. Um, Dangard Ace, I liked a lot. Uh, Star Avengers was the one I really liked, though. Okay, like it had three ships, it was like a, a red one, a blue one, and a yellow one. And depending on which one was on the top when they you know merged together, kind of like gave you a completely different robot which had like different abilities and stuff. So, so I, like, I like that one a lot. And, um, yeah, the other two, like uh, Grand Desert, was actually all right, too. I mean, and the only one I didn't really care for was Space Gateers. I mean, I don't know, and that was on the Friday one, so I don't know, I just didn't really care for that one. I mean, I, I used to watch, I mean, I watched Star Avengers like every time, every chance I could get, maybe Danguard Ace the second most, but yeah, I mean, that, those were like, t- it's like all these big, huge, you know, mecha robots, and like, uh, with uh, with um, Star Starvengers. it was like the first time I remember seeing like, big robots, you know, merging together to make a bigger robot, ah, that always yes. kind of this, you know, made me go, wow, this is like freaking amazing. Was, uh, two plus two equals I know, Ten! I know that- yeah, exactly. I know I've mentioned this in the past episode, but yeah, that that's totally would be my, my introduction to that, that style of animation and that, that flavor of animation.
0: Yeah, I was actually hoping that you were going to mention this show. <clears throat> Again, yeah I mean these uh and these uh some of these toys from this uh show oh or some God, of these shows yeah. are, are some of the most coveted 70s toys
2: that exist they really are, I remember, oh my God, I wish I still had this not i obviously wished I had the Star Avengers one, but I know for a fact that at one point I had the Godzilla one with the tongue that stuck out, Yep. but that dad, yeah, that thing is long fucking gone, that thing is probably like forty years gone by this point oh, yeah that it 's worth a shit ton now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that Godzilla, and I, I, uh, I know it's like that Godzilla, and then there's a Rodan, and it's worth yeah. even more than the Godzilla is. And right. the, the, the main three robots from, this, uh, from Star Avengers, so like Dragon and whatever the other two yeah. guys are, are they, they're so big. They're just awesome. And I mean, they go for like, you, you know, over a thousand bucks if mm-hmm. you can find one with like even a shitty quality box. If it's loose, right. it's still going to be close. It's like, it's really insane. Like these things are worth such, such big money. And I, I've I actually, for me, I've always wanted the, the, the Rodan ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, they actually, they actually had one at, uh, at my local comic book shop, shout out to rubber chicken comics. And, uh, and they, they always had one it was hanging up in the store and it was not for sale. It was theirs. And I was always, <laughs> oh. yeah, it was, it was always yeah. like that. But I always just loved it. But yeah, it's like, it's crazy. So that Force yeah. 5 stuff, it's like, yeah. really, like, I think that's sort of the big print that I actually left in the uh, in the face of pop culture. It's those toys right. are just, like, holy grail toys.
2: They are ridiculous, like, too. They're, like, die-cast metal, I think. They're like, they're not, they weren't effing around back in the late 70s. I think that they're plastic, honestly. Okay. But I they, was, uh, maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I know back in the day that. they used to, yeah,
0: Voltron had a diecast like version. Okay, maybe
2: that's what maybe that's what I was thinking yeah. of then. But
0: but like I said, I, I never had the Star
2: Avengers ones unfortunately. But yeah, or, but or, this, or, Get, or Getter Robo G, I believe as it was called in Japan.
0: Uh, yeah, but those Star Avengers ones are are huge. They're like 14 yeah. inches tall or something. They're they're massively the, the, big. The Star Dragon,
2: the Star Arrow, and the Star Poseidon. Ah, uh, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Very very. So they were called in the United States.
0: I I have never gotten to see the show. Um, I learned about it through you, and then I learned about the toys, and uh, I I would love to see the show. I wonder if it's... I would
2: love to revisit it again, because I probably haven't seen it since I was like nine years old. Yeah, I have no idea if it even holds up.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. You never know. You just never know, and a lot of these things aren't actually available, but maybe it is. I haven't looked it up. So what say you, Nintendo. What do you got? What was your first... My
3: my introduction? Uh, Actually... Uh, this was before I even even knew what Japanimation was. Sure. Um, I would have to go with uh Robotech. Mm, um, yeah. and th- uh, thanks to Boss Rushmo for getting me into that show. Oh yeah, I love um, that show a lot. Too. It is <laughs> so so freaking good. It's something about robots transforming yeah. into vehicles. It just turned me on as a kid. But, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah.
0: like you got a brand, you got a yeah, type. Yeah. I, I I got a type. yes.
3: I have a title yeah, yeah. and that's transforming robots. Yeah, and yeah. Um, one of my, my favorite things about the show was the uh, actually it was not even the robots. It was the fact that the, the motorcycles that the people would ride on would the turn cyclones. into like a suit. Of, yeah. It would turn into a, a suit of armor. Yeah.
2: Those. Oh my God. I love those so much. Like that, that was like, shit, I want this. <laughs> I want this. Robot. The funny thing. Yeah. The funny <laughs> thing is, if I can interrupt real quick, like, they had, like, in America, anyway. they had, like, three main, like, like, I guess, mini-series. I mean, it was still under the Robotech name, but it was, like, three distinct, like, sections where, like, one is, like, the, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but you know, there was three distinct storylines, and I always, like, gravitated towards the third one, the next, gen- or the new generation, or is it the next generation? I'm getting confused with Star Trek now. <laughs> but, um, I think it's the new generation. I think it's the new. Yeah, I think. It's the yeah, new generation. generation but, um, that sounds right. Though I liked the first one too, with uh, like Rick Hunter and all that stuff, and Min May, whatever. But the second one, I didn't really get the the Masters. I believe that the middle one was called. But anyway, I third story arc, and I what I loved most. I mean, the Armored Cyclones were awesome too. But I loved the frigging enemies. And They were called the Invid. Oh yes, it was this one particularly, like this big. It was, oh, it was like weird crab monsters almost. But there was like one particular one that was, like, purple that I always just loved. Yeah. I, that kind of, you know, kind of... I was actually going to that, I mean, that into, too. into loving that color. I mean, it's always been my favorite color, and that's kind yeah. like, part of the reason why, because I just love these enemies so yeah, much. Yeah, there's, there's, like, like, there's like there's
3: so two... There's, like, two different, two different types of images. You had the, the red ones. they smaller. There was were smaller. one, too, but...
2: Yeah. Oh, was there? Oh, there was a... There was a few, yeah, but there were two main ones they showed oh, the most, but they were there yeah. were quite a few That's different right. ones
3: Yeah, I mostly I remember the, the two, the, the small red red ones. Yeah, and the, those, the scouts
2: those... and the troopers were the ones they showed the most.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, the 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 purple one was just like they have like they have like two two laser cannons like on yeah. their uh their yep. I don't know if it's they have so shoulders,
2: shoulders, but it's like it's on what 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 we you know, approximated shoulders, I
3: guess. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're shaped kind of weird. Yeah. Um, those guys are pretty cool. I love very cool um, name too. Yeah, Invid. Yeah. and I that's some, you know him. that's the thing about Japan animation is like I feel like they're more creative, like with their designs. Yeah, than yep. And like American cartoons, like you look at you know He Man and you know Yeah, Joe, whatever. Um, fine, perfectly fine shows, but something about Japan animation is like I feel like the the details are are better. The designs are better. The animation, yeah. not always better, but yeah. right.
2: But the designs are like definitely way more out really? there. Yeah. Out yeah. there. I, yeah. I don't want to say the American ones are cookie cutter, but they're definitely more con- you know conservative as far as like just doing yes. Way too weird right. with things. Yeah.
0: But yeah, definitely, definitely. A, you know, it's, it's a style. It has a sensibility and I think it just kind of speaks to us. You know, personally, I always like certain types of things, I guess. I love sci fi I love horror. I love stuff like that, and uh i I tend to like uh my my drawings or graphics and video games to like look a little bit more grown up even when I was a kid I did cutey is fine, but um I always prefer you know adult link to kid link
2: yeah. right uh, yeah, same here
0: so uh you know i i uh I don't know, I think there is just something about that that it just appeals to us uh you know but but anyway, but yeah, the awesome uh robotex great um the only show i ever watched uh, the only the only season i ever saw actually was that new generation one i do remember that uh with the invid and everything and the cyclones very cool um but uh so i'm gonna um just real quick i'm gonna say mine this is this is very, very i wish i could have a cool badass one but i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be honest instead uh, there was a show, uh, Nick, Nick Jr. actually had a whole ton of uh, random anime. It was like really for little kids. Not badass stuff like we're talking about, but like little kid anime. A lot of it was koala based. Um, it was on when we were little because koalas became huge in Japan for like a few years. It's, it was like a legitimate thing. Koalas, they just like, oh my God, we love koalas. And everything. They're adorable. It was, like, it was really weird. Right. Uh, I'm hey, not koala even, crazy. I'm, yeah, there was a there was literally a koala craze. In, a koala craze, yes. Yeah, in the eighties, like there was. It was. I don't know. I'm not making it up. Anyway, uh, but there was a show that I remember watching with my mom. Uh, that that it was it was the first time I remember her getting really excited to watch the next episode of the show, and it was serialized. It it's a show I'm sure nobody but Justin Cooper is going to remember. It's called Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian, and it's right. I- I do remember the name, but I don't recall if I've ever I don't think I've ever seen it. So just real quick, it's a little boy. He lives in the mountains, and he has a big white dog. And they have adventures, and uh, there's 52 episodes and one arc. They literally, yeah. it, like, they were trying to do whatever they were trying to do. I can't even remember at this time, but um, yeah. it was from 1981, and uh, Nickelodeon put it up in 1984. And uh, I don't know. It was just a show, the very first time I ever remember – that my mom was like super excited to watch the next episode of Bell and Sebastian. So then right. it became a thing that I started to pay more attention to as opposed to just being like a fair weather. Oh, Scooby-Doo is on. Sure. Right. Yeah. But Scooby-Doo mm. was like, you know, none of them connected. It didn't really matter what episode it was, you know, whatever, but Bell and Sebastian was a different thing. So I think it was actually my introduction into uh, serialized uh, storytelling as well. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, I don't really have any, Desire to revisit it or anything like that. Definitely yeah. not a cool anime, but it yeah. was uh, it was definitely uh, my first for sure.
1: Nice.
0: Um, I'm sure
2: at the time when I saw it, I was like, "This, these aren't giant robots. Fuck this nonsense."
1: What is this boy <laughs> and dog bullshit? Boy when and does
2: and he dog transform?
1: Dog. It was a Jeez.
0: little kid. When do they dog. fuse into boy dog? They they never. They should have. That's full metal <laughs> boy dog. Oh boy, dog. dog. Oh. <laughs> All right, so on to the, uh, the real picks that we actually uh, – movies that we love from, from the, I would say, late 80s, early 90s, and early to mid-90s sort of is where we tried to keep it. Um, because for me, that is definitely my golden age of anime. And I've talked about this with, uh, with our buddy Santino Mancibo and he, he, yeah, the Sandman, like he, he knows, like, I know he loves all current stuff too. He's a, just a big anime lover, but I, I think that there's, he agreed that there was like, there's something about that era, you know, it, mm. it was still being done on, you know, by hand on their animation cells, you know, painted actual handmade cells on acetate. And that was like, you know, how they made it just like old times and, and all this stuff. And it just sort of had this tactile feel that I don't know, is lost. Yeah. With, uh, modern yeah. animation. And I do like, I, there, you know, I'm not. I'm not knocking modern animation at all, but I just wanted to see. But
1: that it. older style definitely has, yeah. you know, has value and, and looks distinct. You know, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, very, it was like really cool. freaking adult. Like,
0: damn, sometimes to a fault. And I was like, eh, a little turned off by certain things or whatever. But like, I mean, when they wanted to show sex, they showed sex. When they wanted to show, you know, violence, they showed violence. When they wanted to show gore, holy shit, look out. They, you like, you're going to get some on you. Like wear a bib. Um, like it was, Are they wanted r- to
2: the show buildings.
0: Oh, oh my buildings. god! You don't how oh many buildings, know <laughs> guys. Uh, oh buildings all- that would scrape <laughs> the sky, <laughs> sky gore. Oh my god!
2: That you don't even know,
0: but yeah. So, um, oh, I know. Oh, you know, I, know. I, mean, I, I mean, Boss Rush knows. Boss Rush knows, but you get. I'm
2: 107 as compared to seven. <laughs> Yes.
1: Seven and seven.
0: <laughs> so um, for 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 my first pick, um, I'm going to pick *Bell and Sebastian*. Was my first, you know, like anime show or experience or whatever. But for my first movie that I ever decided to actually purchase, I'm going to pony up twenty bucks to buy this at Suncoast. I really didn't know if it was going to be something I liked or not. Um, I would say the only other adult animation I knew of at all was was like stuff like from like Ralph Bakshi or like stuff from. Uh, like Heavy Metal, the movie Heavy Metal, or yeah. like The The Hobbit and Last Unicorn. Like that was kind of like the only things, those were the only things that ever came to mind uh, when I thought of adult animation. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't know if I'm going to like this because I don't like all of that. Some of it I do. Um, and I literally saw it at the store like 20 times. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm basing it on nothing. It just, I just kind of get a feeling. And it's it's a movie that is called Vampire Hunter D. And this is a movie that I think most people uh, will remember. Um, it, was, uh, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was, it was a decent hit. It was based on a popular series of books, uh, the fantasy novels, actually written by a guy named he- uh, Hideyuki Kikuchi. Uh, and by the way, they were also illustrated by uh, famed Final Fantasy artist Yoshitake- Yoshitaka Amano. And. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah. And um, they uh, there was like 20-some of these. There was a ton of them. There was like 27 or something uh, unique uh, short novels. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe, Boss Rush, you've read some of them, correct?
2: I mean, I don't know if they were like the original ones or if they were like re-releases, but I do have a few mm-hmm. like uh, big like volumes of Vampire Hunter D, like manga. Uh, let's see if I can like... I'm just so uh, trying to like... Go... I'm at my bookshelf right now trying to like get one out of here so i can like look at some of the credits on it
0: yeah because I, I know move, like that there also things. manga
2: there was yeah. also
0: manga but there yeah. were original novels written
2: by this this dude yeah these these definitely aren't the original novels okay and these aren't i these weren't like i don't believe, I don't believe they were because okay. it's adapted and illustrated by Saiko takaki so okay. I, I don't think that was a, that wasn't the same guy but uh no, but tri- they're they're tri- they're tri- mangas yeah yeah but they're probably yeah, so, yeah, but, yeah it says but they they give him credit for, like you know the writing it's like Shiyoki sure. kikuchi's vampire hunter d but i don't yeah. know if he was directly involved in this he probably just had uh, the copyright you know it's his, yeah. his original product but these are also pretty awesome
0: <laughs> nice i never got to read those i never got to read the uh the novels or the manga but i definitely was a big fan of this movie after seeing it and i remember having like a watch party and i was i was nervous and i had no idea if we were we were gonna like it and i i believe that uh boss rush and nintendo were there when when i Bought it, I believe, mm-hmm. um, yep, yeah. and we all watched it and, and really loved it. And it was uh, it was definitely something I had never seen before. And uh, this is a movie I saw a lot of times at the time, and then throughout the '90s, and I hadn't seen in probably 20 years. Um, yeah. So I watched it the other day, and totally, fully expected to like not be impressed and right. have the, like the He-Man syndrome or something. But yeah, honestly. It has issues. It has weird issues, uh, for sure. But honestly, I still really enjoyed it. So I'm happy. I'm happy that I really still enjoyed it
2: because nice. I really didn't know.
0: <laughs> um, and apparently, if you purchase, uh, there's a Blu-ray you can buy right now, and uh, it's a different dub. It's not the original dub. Hmm. And every single review on on I, almost every single review on Amazon mentions the, the new dub and everybody hates it. Everybody's like, huh. why did they do this? It's awful. It loses so much. The, the transfer looks amazing. The picture is great because the version that I had, I bought it on DVD like freaking aeons ago and the picture is terrible. Absolutely terrible. It even has like this weird, like VHS, like tracking sort of mm. like thing on the side <laughs> going on. And yeah. like, it's, it looks terrible, but, it's the original it's the original dub so right. i guess i'm happy to have that one because apparently you can't get it now i guess um huh. from what i was reading because was like wow i should really purchase like a blu-ray of this if it exists but no it's like no nah, I'm, I'm good so anyway on to the movie um i'm not gonna you know tonight i think we should you know try to just encapsulate what the general basis of the movie is we don't have to go scene by scene or anything like that but right um so the movie came out in 1985 vampire hunter d uh it tells the story of a wandering adventurer much like Robert E. Howard's Conan or the witcher or roughly 86% of all Western films. The protagonist is a mythic type character who kind of just blows into a random town and saves the day and then leaves. That's pretty much the story. So, um, you know, it's like, it really is funny. It's like, well, okay, well, what type of a movie is this? Well, it's a vampire movie, right? So it's gotta be horror. So yeah, I mean, um, I'll read the, the the movie's title card. This is how it sets the stage. And I, by the way, this is a lost art. I love when movies would start off with just one title card, not the Star Wars scroll that catches you up to where it is. Like just right. basically a poem. Last time on Star Wars. Right, not last time on Star Wars. This is just like a very short, like four sentences and they structure it in just such a way that you're interested or you're not. You know, and... Most of the time you are because they do a good job. But anyway, I love this. It says, um, uh, set in the year 12,090 AD in a post-nuclear Holocaust world where vampires, mutants, and demons slither through a world of darkness. I just love that. I think it's it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So, yeah, we have a... uh, So, the primary genre is horror. Okay, yeah, sure. It's a horror movie. It's also... um, it's also, like I said, it feels like a western. It feels like it definitely has sci-fi. There's there's weird technology in it. There's weird folklore type stuff in it. There uh, and and of course it's post apocalyptic, so it's it's great. You have some costumes that feel a little bit Victorian, kind of like you know most vampire stuff, um, but it is in the distant future, so it does have that like uh, you know Final Fantasy sort of vibe. There are monsters. There's technology. Uh, D one of his one of my favorite things about this guy is he well besides being like 14 feet tall I don't know why he's inexplicably that tall but uh, he really looks very Western he wears a you know long brimmed hat uh, I was gonna say cap and hat and I turned it into cat he does not <laughs> long brimmed cat, cat long brimmed hat he does, not, does, he does, does wear a ow on his, on his head. does he? he has a <laughs> wide brimmed hat he has a sword he rides a cyborg horse I love this they don't even really talk about it much like there's just this throwaway line that one of the characters is like oh it's a new uh, d26 line cyborg pretty sweet and like how many miles to the gallon you get on that thing like you know i mean it's just kind of like this throwaway thing and i just love it it's just there are cyborg horses okay let's introduce uh very
1: well, oh, twelve thousand pretty- years into the future setting your expectations pretty low it's like we just need robot horses yeah okay I think cool.
0: the the point is it's almost like that thing with um with uh, the show Firefly where it's it's in the future but this is like almost frontier living so yeah. like all the technology is very low and very you know like okay well what could we make I mean technically a robot horse is probably a million times more complex than like a, a you know cart that just goes and has wheels but anyway I think that's the basic idea there are like you know mechanical fences and you know you see very pragmatic uses for technology in this um but anyway uh pretty cool a very fun movie in my opinion it does have some uh questionable (laughs) like there's an excessive amount of panty shots like where it just absolutely makes no sense i don't know why they decided to do this especially since like the, the 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 female lead in this is actually like a really strong character for like half of it she turns into the damsel in distress but like for the first half she is badass she even like rebuffs you know, this, this, this other character guy like hits on her when he's way inappropriate and she like kicks his ass in front of everybody and he gets, his pride is hurting it. Like she's pretty awesome. But then it's like, but you got to take her down a peg by flashing her cotton panties every two seconds. It's like, okay, Jesus Christ. Like get a longer skirt lady. Jesus, you're hunting werewolves and shit. Like uh, maybe try pants or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. But anyway, um, uh yeah it's it definitely has uh some animation issues you, you can tell it's like uh, a little bit cheap but some of the designs I think I like the character designs quite a bit in this also the the acting in the dub I I really enjoy I like the guy who plays D I like the guy who's who's uh there's there's a really cool character uh uh who's like a mutant character and uh that's another fun thing it's like oh there's like post apocalyptic mutants like Mad Max or like whatever mm-hmm. and New yeah and and this this guy has a very interesting power unfortunately he only uses it one time in the whole movie where he can actually disrupt space around him and like the way he uses it is d actually he actually gives him the d which is his sword it's oh the d is my sword so (laughs) he's got like a he's, he's like 14 feet tall so his sword is like a sephiroth like 25 foot special i don't know so he's like he's like you know, inserting—he's inserting the blade into this dude, and then, then the sword like pops out of D's own body because the mutant dude can like warp space and time, and like, or not time, just space, and literally made the the he would, like put a portal inside his own bottle and another portal inside inside D's body, and then like, pfft, uh, oh, you're stabbing yourself, dude. Good job with that. And I thought I just love that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I wish he did it more. He only does it one time, but and there's this great line, and D's like, he's like, oh, you know, because he's he's now impaled on his own sword, and he's like choking choking on blood and stuff, and he's like, he's like, oh, I once heard of a mutant who could warp space around him. It seems now that I've met him. Hmm. Cool. you think, yeah, you think. I just love though, you know, you're you're able to create these like mythic stories with like just just a line here and there. Yeah. Yep. This guy is like, he's renowned across the land. Indeed, yeah, he's heard of him. Okay.
2: And plus, it gives the audience a clue as to what's going on without making it seem like they're forcing exposition on you. Right.
0: Exactly. It's such a good way of like, delivering that little bit of exposition. Exactly. So, so, so true. For
3: sure. He also has that, that, that face on his hand.
0: Yes, left hand uh, is mm. the name of that character. He has a. It's a whole other character. It's basically uh, D's sidekick. Essentially, he's the the only like his left hand man.
3: Yeah, what's that? <laughs> his left his his hand, hand man. man.
0: Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, very very strange uh, concept for sure. But again, you know, it's it's. It brings to mind nothing. So it's one of the things I do really like. Yeah, he has a parasite. Apparently, it's, it's explained in some, one of the books or whatever. And he, at some point, is, uh, is infected with a parasite that manifests itself as a face on his left hand. And um, it's not always there. Sometimes the hand looks like a hand, and sometimes it, it has a face. And even when you're not seeing it, you sometimes hear him talk to someone. All of a sudden, this yeah. like, other voice will just appear. And he'll start talking, and the voice like is the only character in the whole movie. And in both, you know, there's there's a remake we'll get to later too. But like same thing, like the the hand is the funny part, and he right. just ribs D because D is just like this stoic, you know, emotionless character, and and the left hand is just just the jokester basically. Um, but he also has some cool powers. He can like he can basically full on Kirby anything, and he can. Yeah. Just, He can, like, suck in wind. Um, Suck wind. Yeah, I mean, or other things. I mean, it's your left hand. You know, it's lonely out on the plains of the post-apocalyptic nuclear future. I don't know what else he does with the left hand. I'm not going to ask, okay? (laughs) I'm just saying, like, if he had a little bit of imagination, maybe it's late enough one night. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying. But, like, what we see him do is he will, like, suck in just air and also, like, other, like... I don't know. There's one part where D like gets, he almost gets killed and he's lying on the ground and the hand is actually able to eat. He consumes dirt. He's like trying to pound on D's chest. He's trying to revive him and he doesn't have enough strength to do it. So he actually can absorb energy from anything. So he actually eats dirt, and it's really, really weird and hard to understand what the hell is going on. But that is, that is what's actually happening. He's consuming, the, like, essentially the earth, and it actually gives him enough strength. And, uh, and then he's able to revive D. And, and, you know, of course, it's a parasite, so it wants D to live for some right. reason, if nothing else. Right. Very weird, very different. Anyway, Vampire Hunter... What would you do without me? Don't answer that yes
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> very very uh seminal movie for me it definitely was the the movie the ova that got me into anime or japan yeah same here so if you yeah, guys well. want to mention anything uh personal experiences with the movie uh now's the time
2: no. i mean it's like oh, like yeah. you mentioned i mean it was <laughs> one of the you, know, you had uh, you had bought the movie and you know you had us all over and we watched it and we're like wow, this is freaking awesome and it's that kind of like you know, obviously put anime movies on the map for me because at that, you know, prior to that, you know, leading up to that point, I was mainly into like a couple of shows here and there. And that also got me into like, oh, well, other movies are cool. So we, you know, seek out other movies. And like you also mentioned before, we didn't really have an internet or a very fledgling one at the time. We couldn't really find out much about these movies before, you know, we just had to take take the plunge and like, you know, take take chances on a lot of these movies. And many of them sucked, unfortunately, or many of them we didn't enjoy at the very least. Like maybe. Sucked right. is too strong a word, but you know, it was a crapshoot. But it was a crapshoot. We just, you know, kind of, kind of got our blood going. You know, kind of got our blood pumping. We were, yeah, excited because we there were there were enough good ones that kept us going. Yeah, yeah. and
0: actually, something to mention is like because they would put uh, trailers on the movie itself, that would often lead us to other ones that we would eventually True. buy. Yeah, which True. was cool. So that was like the only thing we had to go by. There were trailers on the yeah. movies, so once yeah. it like pro- it proliferated the whole hobby thing, it's like, okay. oh, we got a new one. We got some new trailers now. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. Also, it has a, it has the ending from Shane. I wanted to mention that. Like, it, it's very cowboy. It's very western, and they they yeah. just gave it. They just gave it the Shane ending. It's literally the exact same ending. Very famous movie ending where the, like the main character guy. Same thing, blows into town, solves, saves the day, and then he rides away. And, rides
2: off in the sunset. The little, <laughs> yeah, rides off
0: in the sunset, and the little kid's going, Shane, Shane, Shane. Same exact thing, except they flipped it, and now it's daytime. He's riding in, into the sunrise because he's a vampire, so he's got his, like, collar up, and it's covering his face. And the little kid's like, dee, dee, dee. It's, it's literally the same sh- <laughs> thing. That's day- fun.
2: It's, like, so yeah.
1: fun.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> anyway, so uh, who wants to go next?
2: I'll go. I'll go take the reins here. Um, and I'd like to mention a movie that's pretty old by today's standards, as <laughs> things go as time progresses. Mm-hmm. As a, well, it was originally like a, a manga and a TV series, but they did have like a a film or an anime. It was called Gal. What well, still is called Galaxy Express Nine Nine Nine, and this one was released in nineteen seventy nine. And it was you know like i said based on the manga and tv series of the same name and it basically follows this uh character named Tetsuro and his mother i guess the whole thing with this uh this universe is um there's uh you can ach- uh, acquire like a, ro- a robot body and you can essentially put your conscien- consciousness into it and you 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 basically live forever that way mm. so that was like kind of a Kind of a thing people wanted to do, but it was like obviously ridiculously expensive, and like you know very few people could actually do it but uh but if you had the money and the means to get to where they did all this stuff uh you could do it, and the way you got there was on this train that would fly through the galaxy, it was called the galaxy express nine 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 so uh the movie would start uh set off with uh Tetsuro and his mother you know i you know going well they're on earth, it starts off on earth. And they're going to like a town where was, I guess we're going to look for work so they could earn the money to do this. But on their way there, uh, they get attacked by a mob that was, um, uh, what's the name of the uh, antagonist there? Oh, I wish I wrote this down. <laughs> but uh, there's this gang of, you know, like, you know, human hunters that ends up uh, actually, you know, killing the, the kid's mother. And then the, the, the kid, just and he's a pretty young kid. So he's probably only like 10 or so in this movie, but he, he vows revenge, you know, to kill like the main character that of the leader of that gang. And uh, a lot of the movie kind of leads up to him facing off with him. And then it kind of branches off after that, because then he has to go to the place where all these machines are being made and people are actually, you know, doing this whole thing. And the, and the plot of the thing turns into, okay, instead of, it's almost like a, like a comment, uh, a commentary on like humanity where it's like okay do you really is it really right for for us to live forever this way is it morally weird or wrong so it kind of presents that in a way like hmm. three quarters of the way through the movie and uh one of the reasons why i kind of like uh i picked this to watch and i'd watched it for the first time recently uh there's a couple of short appearances by captain harlock which i recognize oh, cool. from a couple other things so yeah, yep. he's, a, he's a, obviously he's a pretty cool looking character, like a space piratey kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he only makes a couple of short appearances, but he does make an appearance there. He's in that universe. And, um, you know, the, the late seventies, obviously, John Wayne was a big thing because the voice actor clearly tried to make a make a voice that sounded like John Wayne as he was talking. So it kind of threw me off. I'm like, wow, I don't remember him sounding like this at all. Not that I've seen a <laughs> lot of stuff with Captain Harlock in it, but. I totally I don't remember him talking like this. It's like what the heck <laughs> is going on? Like, my brain is oozing out of my ears right now. What oh, the hell am I even listening to? That's not an anime voice. Yeah, totally not an anime voice. <laughs> it's like what the heck? Uh, yeah, but uh, was, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen, and the animation for the you know for the time it, you know looked pretty good. It definitely has that 70s style to it. Everything is very sleek and slender and svelte. Mm, uh, so spelt. It is. So uh, I I think, you know, it looked really good and the animation was good. And I mean, I don't remember too much, you know, like, I don't remember many melodies or like pieces of music per se, but I mean, I don't remember, you know, distracting or anything. So it must have did its job to that point anyway. Nice. I'm still trying to figure out the damn freaking, (laughs) the damn uh, protagonist or the antagonist rather that, you know, had that gang that killed his mother, but I can't seem to find it in my notes. Is it Captain Roddy J.P.? It was it not the invid. Movie. It's not the <laughs> it invid either.
3: It <laughs> was Megatron.
2: Damn it! it no, Megatron all along. <laughs> Mega, Megatronus. <laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, familiar, but it was it was a pretty fun movie.
0: Yeah, I, I'm nice. familiar with uh, Captain Harlock as a character, and I know he has like a ton of shows over the years, but yeah, I, I've never seen uh, this particular one. That's pretty cool. It's neat. Yeah. Same universe.
2: Yeah. Very cool. It was also a that like and there must have been like a, a uniform, a space pirate uniform on in space, because she dressed a very similar way, but she was a super cool, like you know, you know, female character. So I was like, oh hmm. she's pretty neat. Neat though. Nice. Very cool. Hmm.
0: Um all right. So moving right along, what you got in intend? Okay, so
2: my first pick. Count Mecca! God damn it! <laughs> what was it? Count Count Mecca.
3: Count Mecca. Yeah.
2: That's not my uh, pick. Wait, uh, <laughs> no, but it, just, it literally just popped into my brain as soon as you started talking I'm like God damn it, stupid fucking brain. <laughs> fuck you, wait your
1: turn, brain.
2: Oh uh, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, Go on,
3: <laughs> it's scratched. Okay. Uh, Alright, so my first pick has to be Tekkaman Blade Two. Uh Electric Boogaloo be- it's one of those things where you know you, you take that that risk of buying that v h s and uh hoping that it's good because I love the artwork from the the box and uh and I loved the t v show which was called Technoman here in the states it 's all about e d m right <laughs> and um, so this one tech Man Blade Two takes place ten years after. Uh, the original series, and now they have like uh, three new Um Two of them are women, and one's a male. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit of the, the blurb here that I have on, on this site. Um, Ten years have passed since the end of the original Tekkenmen Blade, and a new generation of Tekkenmen must confront a powerful new enemy while rebuilding their forces. D-Boy slash Blade Whoa. Who is, by the way, the, the main character of <laughs> D? That D thing again. D boy. D boy. What a, does that I D know. stand for? Dirt d boy.
0: It stands <laughs> for Derek Loftstrom.
3: <laughs> Derek boy. Probably. Yes. Probably. Probably not. Continue. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, but I don't, I don't think his name was D boy in the original series. Okay. I can't remember what it was, but. I, no, for a fact that it was not D boy, okay. but um, I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, where was I? Okay, so the main character this time around is Yumi, which, by the way, is the most obnoxious fucking character in this fucking show. It oh, is. Geez. Oh my god, and I remember it uh, too. That that drove me nuts about this OVA. She was just so fucking whiny, and she was like. I don't know. She was just so fucking obnoxious, but she became she had used a very to-
0: high pitched voice and she's yes, like- very
3: high pitched voice and very clumsy and everything's a fucking shock to her. And it's like you no, know, she wants to be a tech man so fucking bad, and then she gets chosen and it's like, ugh, she doesn't even know what the fuck she's doing. She's just, oh fucking terrible. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I still love the the OVA. I think it's freaking amazing. But anyways, um, back to the the, the biopic. Uh, the main character this time is Yumi uh, Fran... Franco, Francois? F-R-A-N. Francois. Fran- oh, is it Francois? Okay. Um, a young and bubbling mechanic who proves to be the unlikely third candidate for the light tech-man-fighting trio. Thrust into battle with very little training, she must earn the trust and confidence of her teammates if she is to succeed and survive. Ah, <sighs> yeah, does she ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, this consists of uh, three VHSs, two episodes on each one. Uh, you have Black September Incident, Virgin Flesh, Virgin Blood, Virgin Dream, Dead Boy, Dirty Night. Maybe that's what the D-boy is. Maybe he's the so, Dirty mm-hmm. Night. Mm-hmm. It says
0: in, uh, in Technoman, the character's name was Takaya. Was Tekaman Blade? So I don't know. Takaya Alba, I Takaya Iba.
1: Is Jessica te- Alba. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Alba. What are we
3: talking? We'll, about? We'll, go, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. And the uh, the last Jessica episode Alba
0: became Dead Boy. <laughs>
3: dead Boy. Right. <D-boy. laughs> right. Uh, the last episode is called Dangerous Boys. Um, a, weird, a weird thing that that happens in one one of the episodes is that they go into some weird biblical verse which makes no sense at all like they just threw it in there
1: anime likes to get weirdly like religious and philosophical at times i feel like right. that's typically like the the final like coup de grace for a lot of animes are like and it's about killing god and you're like okay
2: <laughs> right. and
3: like, it's just oh, like out go, of nowhere know. they're just like that's a really good way to end it right yeah right right <laughs> So anyways, I, love, I absolutely love the designs of the, the, the Techman, except for Yumi, because she's stupid. Um, she's not for you, and she's not She's for definitely me. not for me. But <laughs> her, uh, her name is Techman Hiver, or Winter, or whatever. Um, another oh, one's yeah. called Techman Summer. And you have Techman uh, Vesna and Techman Dead, who is uh, the Not main-born? a season? What the hell? right the so that is like like the the main uh villain on the last three episodes but what's really what i really liked about this is that they didn't like try to kill this villain they tried to like get him to join the the space force or whatever and um, cuz he had this vendetta against uh techman blade for uh wiping out his his town or whatever because I don't know why, but whatever. Uh, so he hated the, the Space Force and, and the Techman Blade. And he became- yeah, it's like he
0: wrongly blamed Techman Blade. Right. For the destruction so, of the city. Or so I, I don't even know if it was Blade or if it was the Red Techman who was the, the, the captain. The, the
3: Red Devil. I guess she was called the Red Devil or something.
0: Because she was from the original show as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but she was never a Techman, I don't think, in the original show. I don't know. But, but in this one, she used uh, Pegasus. Which was in the original TV show, uh, where D Boy or whatever his name was in the original, uh, his Blade. crystal that he used to turn into Techman that kind of like shattered. Okay. So they built this machine with uh, with that technology that they used to turn into Techman. So he was able to turn to Techman Blade through Pegasus. But now in this one, it's uh, the the chief or the 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 red. Uh, the red Devil or whatever her name mm-hmm. is. and um and the way how she says uh uh the name oh, what what do they say when, when they turn to tech
0: man I don't remember it's oh, it's been a while since I've seen this. I do like uh, this movie a lot
2: Tech man go uh,
3: whatever, but she sounded like oh, I don't know it's like the person like wanted to like scream out this this word, but it was like this person was like in the uh in the room with like other people and didn't want to be. Bothersome, so, so so they like whisper screams, or whatever. It's like what the f- what? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's oh, tech it. tech setter. Did they they, they say tech setter? And the we how she says she goes setter? It's like that doesn't sound like a woman's voice at all. <laughs> so no. like at like, yeah, you have throat cancer or what? Um, but yeah, I I I still loved this this program. Um, I highly recommend it. I think it's better than, uh, the original TV series. Um, but not by much. I mean, the only thing I don't like about is the, the main character is kind of obnoxious, but she becomes useful near the end. Um, Oh, thing too. I want to get back to, uh, with, with, uh, dead end. Uh, he turns good at the end. So they, so basically tech man blade, like kind of like saves him. He's like, you're, you know, getting any revenge. He's you know, redeemed. Solve, solve anything. Just redeemed. You have to move on. You have to, like, you know, go on to your life. You have to move yeah. forward and, you know, help. Well,
0: what I, what I thought was really interesting, too, is uh, the character of Dead End, which obviously the names in this are just so bizarre. Very but, bizarre. like, he's like a guy and his name's Dead End. Like, he's like, hi, I'm Dead End.
1: Right. My mom just um, thought
0: it looked. Well- and like that's it. not boy. is Blade. That's a different character. So it's just. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but um,
0: I am sure a lot of that is the uh the translation. But I don't know, whatever. Maybe. Uh, the yeah. dub. But yeah, so this was a character that that uh the only male techaman of this new generation is this guy David, and he meets this. Uh, it looks like a girl in a bar, and then the girl talks, and it's like who's hey, it going, and it's it's a guy. Who's guy in drag, very effeminate. Much. Looking, but not in any other way, but effeminate looking and yeah. um, they become very good friends and the movie does make sure it keeps it that they 're just friends, but I yeah. also feel like they probably are more than friends and that they don't ever get that far it really I get the impression that David probably had feelings for for this character, um, and he just it just never they, they were separated, and then they were on opposite sides of a war, because it turned yeah. out that, you know, this character he met at the bar, um, Dead End, I feel so stupid saying that, like, yeah. that's the Tecca man, that's the evil Tecca man. Yeah. So, you first get to introduced to Dead End, I believe, as this character at a bar, yeah. and we like this character and it's interesting and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, there are some LGBTQ themes, which is, you know, at least I think it's, it's very obvious.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: You know, but that's great. You know, I mean, this was whatever it was early nineties or whatever. Yeah, it was like
3: 1994 when this came out.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, you know, yeah, they didn't get together, but I also think that any characters who might get together don't always need to get together. Whatever the whatever the demographics are, like I sometimes like it drives me nuts. Like, oh, of course these characters might like each other, so in the end they get together. It's like you know what right. real life doesn't fucking work that way. Right. Like, and, or sometimes like maybe only one character likes the other one, so maybe. But I really felt like they cared about each other, and that David probably had more feelings than he was ready to like deal with. Yeah. Um, but definitely a cool movie, and uh, I don't know if it was if you explicitly said, but these are basically like. They're not giant robots, but they're, like, a little no, yeah, No,
3: it's more like armor or something. It's yeah, like they a, get, like, a like a superpower a or something bigger. like that.
0: Like, bigger than... Like, Iron Man is still person-sized. I feel like these guys are a little bigger. Bigger,
3: yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: But yeah. they, they're cool because they get to... Imagine, like, a dogfight in Star Wars with all these ships and everything's just shooting at each other. And then an X-Factor are, like, basically Iron Man guys. And yeah. they're, like, anime... Iron Man type suits and they just get to like ride on the ships and and think for themselves and see things that you can't possibly see from a cockpit. And they sort of are this X factor in the war and they're really, really powerful. So Mm -hmm. again, not, not like Voltron either. Voltron's like the big gun at the end or whatever. These guys are like tactical and they make sense. I, I thought that they kind of stood out in the world of, uh, Japanese robots like the Evangelions and the Gundams and stuff. I I really yeah. felt like they were a little bit a little bit unique. Yeah, and, sure. They're cool. They're definitely cool. Sure.
3: I still I still remember that uh, that drawing you did back in the day with uh, the three different Techamans, but you had them like look like our individual characters. Yeah, I made us Techamans. I loved <laughs> yeah. that that drawing was so cool.
0: Yeah. I so don't good. even have it anymore. I mean, it's it's probably just lost to the annals of time. I did that on uh, like Microsoft Paint. <laughs> like yes,
1: the, yep. The, yep. Oh jeez.
0: Nineties. The but, anals of time. Yes, all oh, those goddamn anals. Goddamn <laughs> anals. Is, that a, is that about a, all you got for a man, Blade
2: 2?
1: Yeah, that's about it. Two. Uh, what you got, 8-Bit? Okay, so the OVA that I wanted to talk about today is uh, Battle Angel, which maybe people know from the the newish movie, the James Cameron Robert Rodriguez flick, Alita, mm-hmm. Battle Angel. Um, now, this, uh, this was an OVA that I was introduced to Pretty early on, when Parasite Steve and I started going through these, and um, this was from 1993. It got two episodes, and uh, it was it was originally a manga series, and the manga series kept going much farther. Um, Apparently, the anime only stopped after two episodes because the creator uh, Yukito Kishiro uh, decided that he just didn't have enough time to really like you know quality check the anime, and just said, you know what, eh. Eh, we're good. So he just kept making books and said, "Screw it." But uh, the two anime episodes, the two OVAs, are you know really good. They're each thirty minutes long. You can watch them. They're like an you know hour on YouTube, whatever. Um, and so the world of Battle Angel, for those of you who have not seen the new movie, uh, it is it is basically a futuristic cyberpunk world where there is a uh, floating city called Zala that exists up above suspended in the sky by cables all sorts of rich people live there the the privileged the well-to-do you know all the best food everything is up there and down below Zalem is the scrapyard and that's where you know most of the people live and it's you know poor and impoverished but you know it's not totally in disarray you know there's buildings and there's sports and there's all sorts of various different you know functions and things that go on there it's just not. Close to the luxury that is Zalem, uh, and so basically, the the first episode introduces you to this character uh, Doctor Ido, and he is uh, he's a doctor who uh, used to work on robots, used to fix up machines in Zalem, and decided to move his operations to the scrapyard because he thought that that would be a better use of his skills and a better use of his time for the people who needed it. And uh, he is a you know he just kind of wanders the scrapyards looking for parts to use to help fix people up, and he stumbles across this this cyborg body, uh, and it's this this female body that has been clearly beaten up and stuff, and so he takes it back to his workshop and fixes her up and, and names her Alita, and uh, you know kind of you know treats her like a like a surrogate daughter essentially, and you know shows her the ropes and shows her the ways of things, but mostly just wants and and you know make her you know able to live a happy life uh, but uh alita ends up meeting um a, a local young boy named Hugo or hugo depending on which version of it you're watching
0: or and, where in the hell did you go or where in the hell did you go
1: <laughs> yeah you, you find that out by the end um but she meets him, you know, she gets, you know, first taste of young love, but, uh, you know, Hugo's too busy. He's, he's off, off dreaming about uh, this, that, and the other thing and wanting to go to Zalem. And, you know, he's, he's too caught up with his dreams to even pay attention to what's in front of his face. Um, there's a concept in this world called the Hunter Killers, and uh, they are basically just this widespread group of vigilantes and uh, or or Hunter Warrior. Sorry, not Hunter Killer. Uh, Hunter Warriors, and they are uh, basically the peacekeepers, but you know they're not organized in any way. They're just all independent individual people, you know, bounty hunters essentially that are employed by uh, the factory, which is kind of like the collective government like robotic government that rules over the scrapyard uh and these people go around they you know dispatch people who have been doing wrong who have been uh you know killing people committing crimes whatever and uh they get paid for it and so that's how they manage to you know keep the peace in the scrapyard for the most part um but the first episode, Rusty Angel kind of, it, it ends with sort of like this big you know, battle sort of thing. You get introduced to some different characters and Alita squares off against these guys because one of the aspects of Alita that gets revealed as you go is that she's actually a really adept fighter. And, uh, and she, you know, seemingly very, you know, mild-mannered, very peaceful person. But when, you know, a combat situation arises, it's like the second nature impulse that just kicks over. And, and she, you know, kicks a major ass. So the first episode kind of shows you that side of things. The second episode, Tear Sign, uh, gets more into Yugo and Alita and, you know, what what Yugo's past is, what his whole plan is with trying to get to Zalem. You know, there's, uh, there's some, some shady characters that are trying to help him get to Zalem, this character Vector, who's basically like, oh, if you give me $10 million, I can get you to Zalem. And uh, you know it's this this whole thing, and uh, and so Alita and Yugo kind of grapple with what their you know plan is, and if Alita's part of his dream of going to Zalem and all this other stuff. It gets you know more into the emotional side of things, but um, ultimately I'd say that the the anime is great for getting you into world of Battle Angel because mm-hmm. it doesn't show you enough for you to be satisfied. It for me it just like. It just scratches the surface and it made me go, oh man, this is really cool. I like what they're doing. I like everything that they've set up in this world, but there's not enough here. And it made me go, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go read, you know, the manga you know and, and at this point i've I've gone through i think the first like five or six issues of the original nine ser- nine issue run um they're awesome I went into so yeah. much detail about the world the drawings are fucking incredible they, they are yeah uh, i I actually
2: have a physical copy of the first nine uh issues of the first run nice uh, yeah and, that's uh, that's so cool yeah and like it, the first it, yeah like the first two cover what you see in like the the two uh yep. episodes. And then yep. the other seven are like c- continue the story. Yeah, okay, it's, and I mean, it's really cool.
1: And, and not to play that card, but I do think like the the storyline that they establish in the first two episodes is like some of the less interesting ones in the grand scheme of things. Right. Like yeah. not to be that guy who's like, oh, the books are better, but you know, it it gets you just to the point where things really start ramping up, and Alita's character right. evolves a lot. Um, and you, you see her go through so many different emotions, especially after the end of, uh, the second OVA episode, but awesome, awesome series, awesome franchise. I don't know what to call it, but, uh, some of the
0: best, uh, drawings, I think. in the the... anime
1: is very well drawn. I mean, incredibly nice to look at. Um, you know, the is, is a little cheesy. It sounds Canadian. At least the one that I was watching today sounded like they had a bunch of voice actors.
0: I think you have a new dub than it could one be I, than the classic yeah. dub.
1: Like, like they say know. sorry, and I'm just yeah, like, what? no,
0: I don't know. <laughs> I think
1: it's I think so it, weird
0: that does happen a lot. So they,
1: yeah, do they, they say a boot? <laughs> they didn't say a boot, but Surely they did. There was, was, there was a few ca- uh, Canadianisms that sort of came through, but uh, I mean, at the still getting the story. They lost your
2: hosers. <laughs> take, off. Go some take off. Chief, eh? Take off your hosers. Take off your hosers. <laughs> I've I've already
0: taken them off. They're they're on the ground.
1: They're gone. Um, my, my, I'm
0: standing here hoserless
1: right none now. None more hosers. Uh yeah. And 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 honestly, I mean the new movie I think did a fantastic job adapting elements of both the manga and the anime. And uh yeah, I'm a huge fan of the new movie cool. and the 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 books are great, definitely worth your time.
3: Yeah, I have yet to see that movie. I mean I, I really uh, want to. It's yeah, awesome. I have to check I've, the movie out too. I've,
1: I actually I specifically went out and got the uh, like the Steelbook edition because I was like, this movie is super cool and I would like a very special version of it with like a lot of extras because I want to see, you know, a lot of that stuff. Because yep. I'm curious how was they adapted it, the, it. Was it the Canadian version? <laughs> it was not a hey. it, was it was from Best Buy. A, a. Came with a little <laughs>
0: nip of maple syrup, you know, a little nip. <laughs> Unfortunately, the nip broke and
1: it was all on my, my second disc, so I got none of this. Piece.
0: God damn it.
1: Fucking shit. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, that is uh, that is Battle. So,
2: right, check nice. nice. it out. Check Very it out.
1: Cool. Yes.
0: All right, very cool. All right, so let's go through again. Everybody's got one more pick, um, and I don't want this to be a four-hour episode, so let's see if we can do it a little bit quicker. Uh, okay. Let's go uh, different order going back through. Let's go, Nintendo.
3: Okay, so my second pick is Biohunter, which came out in 1995. Cool. Um, again, the artwork and animation is freaking amazing in this movie. Um, this movie is basically about uh, two bio hunters who basically hunt down people who have turned into demons through the, the demon virus. And um, huh. the happening is one of the main characters ends up getting infected because he gets bitten. And, uh, gosh, I accidentally deleted my page, but that's okay. Um,
2: oops, oops.
3: <laughs> so, so they have to like find this this fortune teller who uh, who knows who this villain is who is killing uh, uh, young girls who are virgins and eating their livers. Mm-hmm. And delicious, delicious. So <laughs> they, so they find him and uh, he gets kidnapped and then I don't know. It's just it's a, it's a really good movie. Um, they, they brought him some fava
0: beans and a nice chianti. They it was did. a whole
3: thing.
1: <laughs> they did. the design I, of Biohunter himself or the the, the monster thing
3: yeah. is super. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, the, yeah. the funny thing really is like, cool. like all all these the people who become infected, they don't look the same. They they eventually right. turn into demons, which a is a lot neat. of a
0: lot of imagination with A lot of
3: imagination. That. And yep. I mean right off the bat, like the first scene of this movie is a sex scene because why not?
2: Mm, um, bom,
3: bom. And <sighs> While uh, this lady's getting no, getting the
0: business, getting the business going,
3: like her, like her boob, like turns into a demon face, and then bites and and bites the guy's hand off. Oh my okay, dog, I, I distinctly <laughs>
1: remember this. I was partially thinking it was from D, but it's from Biohunter. Okay? Biohunter yeah. I totally remember the boob biting scene. Yeah, like, yeah. What
3: the hell? Right, right. So it's really it something
0: so safe and so good into something so 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 bad.
3: <laughs> right, right. These
2: titties fuck you back. Oh,
3: yeah. Seriously, I mean, I mean, it can't it can't be all that surprising. Surprising because it came from the people who made Wicked City, and we all yeah, know it's, that's like an anime porn right there. So it's yeah, so, so weird, um, yeah.
0: just real quick, so. uh Yoshitaki Amano I be, no no Kawajiri it's Kawajiri. Yeah. Uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri um he actually produced this movie. So he, was, he, he wrote
1: the script too. Uh
0: okay. But, but he didn't direct it. So the drawings don't look like his normal stuff but but right. Kawajiri is responsible for things like Wicked City and um uh Ninja Demon Demon City Shinjuku oh, yeah, Vampire Avengers,
1: Hunter D uh,
0: Ninja Scroll and Vampire Hunter D too. Bloodlust, which was Bloodlust, the remake yeah. in 2000, but almost all of those things were written by the Vampire Hunter D guy. Mm. Yeah, Ninja Sc- yeah. like the original books. He wrote uh, Wicked City. He wrote a million Wicked City books, and he also wrote the Demon City Shinjuku series. They were all okay. from the same hmm. guy who did D H- Hideyuki so,
1: Kikuchi. Yes,
0: yeah, so Kawajiri clearly like loved that guy's stuff. So I don't know if the perverted stuff is Kawajiri. Or if it's the original, I don't know. But there is a lot of perverted stuff in Kawajiri movies. Although, I I think he's the best. I think he has the best drawings overall. Yeah.
1: Also, yeah. worth mentioning, another book that that guy wrote is the second pick that Boss Rush Mode has, from what I understand.
3: That is
2: oh, true. That, that is pretty, absolutely true. Pretty
1: nice. neat. But anyway, nice. keep
3: keep going with Biohunter. Biohunter. So, uh, okay, I have the VHS in my hand. So I'll just read the back it real quick. I'll just
1: I'll just put it into my microphone.
3: Yeah, right right here. Put. Hey okay, there. Did it work? Um, I hear it. Did you, guys, did you guys hear all that? Okay, good. Um, so it says a demon virus among us. A strange virus attacks the human genetic code and transforms people into monsters with demonic powers. One such monster is stalking the streets of Tokyo, ripping open young women and devouring the livers. Oh no. A, a feigned psychic holds the secret to the identity of the monster. Now it's up to two molecular. Biologist, uh, Kish, Kishigaya, Kishigaya, and Komado Kamada, whatever. Let's call him Jeff. What's Kamada? <laughs> you. We'll call, we'll call him Tom. Jeff and Tom. Jeff
1: call Tom. him Basilgar. I have
0: brothers named Jeff and Tom. <laughs> well, then, then the names will be easy for you to
3: remember. Yeah, that's right. Well, for
2: me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for Joe, no way. No way. Yeah.
3: No way, Jose. <laughs> no well, way, Hose Jose. we we'll call him Jose. Call him Jose. Jose. Oh, <laughs> so to, to reach the psychic and his beautiful daughter, which, by the way, is another one of the main characters. She must uh, have a beautiful liver. She must, because this guy I wanted her so bad. Is her um, name Jose? Maybe.
1: Oh Hosey, you're so fine. Well,
3: <laughs> hey hosi Hey Hosey. Hey, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's basically it, really. Yeah. It's a really good movie. It's not even an hour long. Yeah. I'm shy of two minutes, but Yeah.
2: It's, it's really- I mean,
0: what what really I loved about this movie is the character design of the like the creature design and, and there's a lot of fun action with the creature. He gets yeah. to do a lot of like just yeah. Different action you don't usually get because, yeah, he's, he's not like just
1: a like a bipedal guy, yeah, yeah. like he's, he's very distinct. And so, what yeah. they have to do to animate him to fight and shit is just like very cool, it's, yeah. It's very, yeah, 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 very cool, excellent, nice,
3: yes, Biohunter nice. definitely on.
0: no love, I think, from anyone ever, but
3: very yeah. cool, movie. honestly. I totally for, had forgotten about this movie until we decided to do this episode. I'm like, mm. oh, I actually yeah. have this one, oh,
2: nice. oh my god. Ur. Alright, moving on. Uh, boss Rush Mode, what you got? Alright, well uh, Tim had mentioned uh, Hi- uh, Hideyuki Kikuchi and his works and my second pick is A Wind Named Amnesia which was uh, an anime movie based on the 1983 novel that he wrote. And uh, this movie is basically about uh, you know the planet Earth there's just like a wind that pretty much blows over the planet and it erases everyone's memories to the point where they don't even remember how to speak or even act in a civilized manner. So m- Humanity is basically brought back down to its like primal friggin' beginnings, but they're like it's like it just happens like pretty much instantly, and they're still in like you know contemporary civilization, and it, everything just goes to friggin' hell. Hmm. And then the, the the main character that you follow throughout this movie is named Wataro, or Wataro, I think it's Wataro actually. Wataro. Uh, Wataro. And uh, it basically just uh, he near the beginning he runs into this person named Johnny who was underground. Johnny. Getting, getting (laughs) like, (laughs) like, you know, going with, you know, going on with some like government experiments. So he wasn't affected by the wind and he was able to like, through technology of the time, able to like implant some memories into Watarow. So he could like Uh function to, to, to like, you know, a more civilized human being, so he could, he could speak. He taught him some like, you know, life skills some survival skills. He taught him how to shoot a gun because, Hey, guns action. We need some of that in this movie. Right. And, uh, and then, uh, no, oh, spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I'm I mean, try not to do too many spoilers, but he, he moves on from there, you know, cause he's Johnny tells him, Oh, you should explore the world. Find out if there's anyone else, you know, that needs help or needs, you know, if there's anyone else out there that even survived or even has the memories or whatever, because pretty much all humanity is, you know, brought up, brought down to their base level. So he goes off to, to tuna. He starts off in the, in the West coast in LA or something like that. And he's, on a quest to go to New York. For some reason, they just chose New York as the destination. I don't really know why. But he's off to New York and along the way, he meets this woman named Sophia. Or Sophia. I don't know. One of those Like, you know, tomato, tomato. Sophia. Know. Yeah. And um, I don't know. he ends up, you know, you know tagging along. And it, uh, through the course of the movie, it's kind of weird. It's almost, it's like an 80-minute long movie, but there's like, almost like four distinct parts. Like, there's the part with Johnny, and there's the part where, he meets Sophia, and they establish that he's getting, uh, Wataro and Sophia getting chased by this, like, mech that's being piloted by, like, a dead person. And so oh. it's kind of weird. And then there's this, you know, there's a part where they meet this, you know, they're in this town, they meet, um, you know, a father and daughter, but the daughter is going to be sacrificed to their god, but their god is actually another mech piloted by another person who seems to have more memories. He's just piloting this mech just to be a god to these people. And then uh, Wataru, you know, does battle with that thing and gets rid of it. But the town is still kind of like set in their ways. So he moves on from that, and then there's another section where there's a thing called the Eternal City, and this computer, kind of like like a self-reliant computer, is like brainwashed. Like the the only two living you know citizens of that city just kind of like play different roles and just keep the city like up and running, I guess. And uh, so there's a section where they deal with that. But none of these none of these side characters ever like come back at all. They never like could, you know go along through this. It's almost like these really just the, these definitive sections. So it's almost like there was like four episodes of a TV show or four or five episodes of a TV show that got spliced into a movie. <laughs> oh yeah. so That's weird. It just... is kind of weird, but it was, it was pretty neat. And, you know, obviously, you know, more social commentary about, you know, how people kind of like, you know, you know, progressed over the years or how they haven't progressed over the years as it were. Right. Uh, Sophia would, you know, eventually reveals herself as like an alien and uh, they were responsible for the wind in the first place that took everyone's memories away. And, uh, you know, so I thought that was, you know, a pretty unique kind of concept for a, for a story and for, a, oh, for yeah. an anime.
1: Yeah. yeah, conceptually, I think that's a fantastic, you know, idea. Yeah, yeah it's,
0: yeah. it's, a, it's you know, a good example of a high concept sort of a thing where you're like, okay, I'm just going to ask a question and you have no idea what the story is going to be, but right. just me asking this question is like going to hook you, which right. in this case is what happens if a wind blew through the world and everybody lost their memories. And I, and I have seen this movie. I don't remember a lot like of the second half of it, but yeah. I do. I I would, I remember watching it, but I, I remember, remember thinking, why
1: you don't remember it. Cause I watched <laughs> because you fell asleep
0: <laughs> okay but i wasn't going to say that because it makes it sound bad but anyway it's not the movie's fault i'm sure but anyway um i fall asleep you were because- tired
1: it was a hot day
0: i mean who knows but okay but anyway so yeah like the uh the, the i remember thinking that like this this concept of like okay well it they flushed it out they're like all right well people flying planes piloting planes like those planes all crashed like anybody who was operating any sort of, you know, machine, like they died, yep. they crashed into whatever. Like, so there's, I don't know, there, there was a decent amount of thought put into it. And it's like, oh, well, what would happen? It's like, oh, well this, this might be that story.
2: Yeah. It's cool enough. I Oh yeah. and, uh, to touch upon what you had uh, mentioned earlier, Parasite Steve. Uh, this obviously uh, written by Hideyuki Kikuchi. There's, there's some anime pornish stuff in it, but not a lot. So maybe it's the other guy that's more responsible for all the, uh, yeah <laughs> <all> stuff. <laughs> the, the,
0: he's the porn dog i don't know like yeah. porn doctor
2: I, yeah if this is anything to go by that kind of leaves it leans, leans toward that direction <laughs> all <laughs> right
0: fair enough. fair enough all right the a wind named amnesia great great amnesia. very very interesting name uh doesn't sound like anything else very cool i was always interested by that title and by the concept yeah. years before i got to see it um all right, so I'm going to go last uh, 8-Bit. You want to do your, your next one?
1: Sure, sure. So uh, the one I chose is called Bao, which Bao. was uh, my, my quote from Bao. the beginning of the episode. And uh, Bao is a... Uh, it was a manga series that originally premiered in Shonen Jump, as uh, I alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is written and illustrated by Hirohiko Araki, who is most famous for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure which uh, a lot of modern anime fans would know because the new series of JoJo has gotten quite popular. Um, But Bao was an OVA. It was a a single episode, 48-minute-long OVA, that came out in uh, 1989. And it is just the most fucking gory, over-the-top, violent, amazing just power trip of, of, of an anime. It's it's insane. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, when we're talking like, anime's not afraid to show you gore, it's like, dude, watch Bao. Holy ass. Yeah. So, uh, the plot is a 17-year-old uh, boy is kidnapped and he is turned into a Bao, or a bioweapon. Essentially, there are these parasites uh, named Bao. and
2: there when are these parasites,
1: are, Steve. Steve,
2: actually
0: pronounced It's actually b a o h because I think everybody's probably in their head thinking b a b o w, which is actually
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. But ws are bows of war. Steve, yes, everybody knows
2: That's
1: that. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. So h, they are these blue parasperms. and basically, this lab, this you know, mad scientist has discovered that they are able to impart their host un believable power when the host feels threatened or their life is in danger like it's always over
0: nine million always always over nine million million.
1: yeah nine thousand's way behind us like it uh they basically demonstrate the power by showing a you know regular garden variety dog that does in fact say bow bow and (laughs) he is stuck in a lab and they put a tiger in in not another dog not another dog, right? They're like, what's dangerous to a dog?
0: It's like a turducky. Tigers, yeah. It's a terrier inside a lab, inside a husky. I don't know what it
3: is. So,
1: so this tiger comes in. nine and- centipede oh gross also none of this happens there's just a dog and a tiger uh and so the tiger fucks up this dog real bad and the the mad scientist is like but wait look this is the power of bow and then they show the temperature in the laboratory like going wicked high skyrocketing it's like the that like you know, heat mirage effect where everything in the air is yeah. just, like, vibrating. And the dog just fucking explodes and turns into this amazing Pokemon-looking thing <laughs>
2: right. that's, like, this <laughs> yeah.
1: awesome-ass, like, blue like crystal dog thing with, like, these tentacle hair things coming off its face. And it's just so fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, the dog, like, jumps on the wall and murders the shit out of the tiger. <laughs> and the, the scientist is basically just, like, mic drop. Like, I mean, he doesn't need to explain it any further. So, so like that whole concept gets you hooked. Like you see that in the first like 10 minutes or so. And it's just like, holy fuck. Wow. That is cool as shit. No, not
2: wow. Bow. 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 (laughs) Wow.
1: holy fuck bow and this, yeah. this and, uh, is as short as anything it's 48 it, minutes long 48 it, uh, and on, yeah and so it, much it, happens it that goes minutes. by so fast because there's just like yeah, yeah there's so much happening and um and so so actually you know you get introduced to this this kid who was injected with uh, the parasite really early on he's being transported on a train and what happens is, uh, you know, the train either it like comes under attack from somebody or or something happens. And like the stasis chamber that uh, this kid is in gets, you know, disrupted, it gets cracked and he breaks out. He fucking melts this guy's wrist off because that's a thing this movie loved to do. There are two scenes
2: with people's yeah.
1: wrists melting. Like I've he, never yeah, he seen someone that. by the
2: wrist and it just it would just melt.
1: Yeah, he gets so like he his body temperature can go so fucking high yeah. that it just liquefies this dude. I've heard of and face
2: melting, but Right, not, not right. wrist melting,
0: Try screaming but... into
1: your wrist. You'll melt your wrist too. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, you see so quickly how powerful this dude is. Um but he ends up, uh, he ends up escaping this train uh, with the help of this nine-year-old girl who is revealed to have psychic powers herself. She,
0: has a, she also has a Pokemon. Just in
1: she also does have a Pokemon, yeah. which looks just like the thing from uh, uh, *Nausicaa: Valley of the Wind*. Like the oh, little like God. fox like green eyed thing, it's like the same thing. Uh, she calls it Nutsack or like nutkin or something. Sure. It, 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 she gives it like a really ridiculous squirrel nickname. And she's like, "Come here, nutkins!" And I'm like, "Don't name your squirrel that. <laughs> it's just awful." So um, basically, the the movies, you know, going about the the journey of uh, this kid Ikuro and and uh, Sumire is the the nine year old and just like what happens to them where they end up they're getting you know constantly chased by the you know the military and this laboratory and stuff because they're trying to reclaim them because they essentially just let a bioweapon out by accident um oops and uh and then there's this one scene that's fantastic that i'm just going to ruin for you because it's hilarious which is like this friggin' big ass you know macho bounty hunter guy who's like Goes on like a five-minute fucking monologue about this missile that he's about to shoot. He's like, <laughs> right. he's like, like, yo, it's like a bullet, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like always bullet, like this, yeah. just this bullet or whatever. And he's like, oh, the this bullet this missile. bullet, this bullet missile, and it's got this special tip in it, and it's so, and it does all this shit. And here's the pseudoscience of how this works, and like you know, cue like fucking Iron Man-esque, like you know, charts and things just appearing in front of his face. And it's just like, okay, whatever. And then he he shoots he shoots Bow. And Bow's just like nah, and he just like reflects it back at him, and just dude dies in one second. It's like this whole big build up, yeah. and Bow just murders him in one second. And it's that was it's, all it's,
2: to explain to you that it was an explosive tip round,
1: right? And yeah. it's just like so when it, it is blew up
2: the helicopter, you know why it blew up? Right? The helicopter. It's like oh yeah, yeah. the
1: helicopter went explody. But um, it's it is a really great. OVA that I feel oh, like yeah. perfectly encapsulates what I love about these like little, you know, individual movies, because Bao is also a, a curiosity on its own as far as a manga goes, because it only ever had two volumes. It didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, it, it came out in 84 and 85. It got two issues and that was it. Uh and so you know they clearly did this anime adaptation and then he went on to other things but uh fun final note is in a couple of the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure video games you can unlock Bao as a secret character which so is fun. super fun because you know no one likes fan service like he fans He perfect. He looks absolutely he does. Perfect. Yeah. Anime perfect. perfect. It's great. Yeah. He does he looks awesome. So uh that is a very cool movie. Definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> as long as you aren't squeamish, it is really yeah. gory. I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah.
0: But if you yeah. got like 40 minutes, like B A O H on YouTube. Yep, right.
3: Yep. If you don't like animals getting killed, do not watch this movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's there, true. Some of that Does the Bowdie
2: dot Yes. It,
3: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This
2: wrist melting, face melting, just explosions, dog, dog melting. Yeah, dog, yeah, just a <clears throat> whole bunch of whole bunch of mayhem.
0: Yeah, this is like the, the a perfect example of like a really over the top anime that I'm yeah. it, it's it's like it's like the epitome of an over the top anime in the way yeah. that Dragon Ball Z is like, but so much more and it's it's also right like a guilty pleasure. It's like I get that this isn't good, but I don't care. I love it. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, you're just watching yeah. it
1: and you're like, oh man, but it's oh, really rad. Uh oh, it's shit. like
0: Godzilla movies like <laughs> this is this is terrible, but I love it. I don't Right,
1: care. right. Yeah, right, um, exactly.
0: Okay, so um, I'm going to run through two, uh, two quick ones and then present my my final of the episode. And then we can do our octopon to this. Um, I'm going to keep this one really quick. It's actually one of my favorite animes of all time. It's called Blackjack. It is, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it. it's very different. It's a drama. It's a mystery series. Uh, the main character uh, is very striking looking. Half his hair is black, half his white. One of the one of the only characters who actually looks Japanese the drawings uh, are great and it's been adapted many many times into different shows but the the my blackjack was the um, the original six OVA movies from the early 90s it was actually 93 is when they started and I, I own them all on VHS and I own them all on DVD and they are so freaking good each one is a standalone movie this is a little bit different than all the other OVAs it, there, there isn't you know credits halfway through or anything like that it's it's a standalone six 60 minute episode. uh, And then he has various adventures. So each one is different. The initial six, there ended up being like four more, I think afterwards that weren't quite as good or five more or something. But the first six are all amazing. So good. Yeah. So, So great. So interesting. At all times I'm, I'm, fully engaged and dying to know what the hell's going on. And and the mysteries are medical mysteries. It's like, he's a surgeon. So it's with very, the hands of God. Yeah. alleged. Well, you know, so, so the box claims, I mean, I don't know. I never saw for sure any proof, but hell of a claim. Hell yeah, of a claim. It is, it is, but he's, <laughs> he's great. He's all scarred up. He kind of looks like a patchwork man. And, uh, very cool. Um, I love Blackjack. Please check it out. And uh, yeah, the 93 movies. Uh, oh my God. Those are just gold. Every single one of them. That's yep. the
2: year uh, 93, not the amount of. That's true. That's true. There's only six. <laughs> uh, very cool.
0: So Blackjack. Uh, on on from that, I'm going to uh, mention one that I I don't love anywhere near as much, but I, I did like it back in the day. Big step this, down. <laughs> this is a big step down. This is actually a, uh, a guilty pleasure anime, and it's bastard with two exclamation points. Oof, um, so you know and, they're serious. <clears throat> oh yeah, not three though, just two. Um, right. And it's so funny, even even in the Japanese writing and the kanji, like they always have the two exclamation points. It's very
1: funny. Yep. <laughs> but
0: um, so this came out in uh, 1989, and I'm not going to say too much about it other than it's dark fantasy it's ridiculously over the top it's campy it's funny it's sexy time it's all weird like very not to be taken seriously but it's fun the first uh, i think there's three volumes to it and the yep. first one is very- very much. So the weak one, uh, I think by the second one, it finds itself. And then the third one's good too. There's some really cool characters that, um, come in and out and it's basically like, you know, wizards and vampires and dark fantasy stuff, uh, monsters, evil gods, whatever it's, it's a fun show. But the thing that I couldn't not mention is the fact that the creator of this was actually a huge fan of, um, rock and heavy metal bands. And he was just a huge metalhead, And so there are an absolute shit ton of references, uh, in the characters, in the town names and in the spells, everybody has these big spells and they work up to it and they say this big thing. And then at the end they go and blah, blah, blah. And, and they say a name of, and it's always a band. It's always a band. So what I have here is, uh, is a series of, uh, just some, some of the references. I, I'm not saying it's comprehensive, but, um, I got some of this from online, and I kind of remembered some extra stuff and added it to it, so I'm just going to read this. Um, so some of, the, uh, some of the references are, uh, it starts off, actually, uh, the intro, which plays at the beginning of all the volumes. Um, one of the very first things you see is the back of a very Conan-looking barbarian dude, and he's got long black hair, and he's holding a very uh, iconic-looking sword that it's very specific, and it looks like it's made out of eagle wings and an eagle talon. It is the Manowar mascot. Mm-hmm. absolutely all day long it is the sword it is the guy you just can't see him from the front the Manowar mascot's always like uh his face is always in darkness um right. but he's facing you but this they they show him from behind so you don't ever see his face so anyway so the Manowar right. mascot makes an actual appearance so fun um the uh king there's a kingdom called Metaricana, which is named after uh Metallica and the way that they stay at Metaricana, like it they, they become like evocative and you start to be able to figure it out like i remember figuring out Metaricana, thinking that that's that was metallica and uh there's also uh one that tim referenced last week in the Dio episode which I, just made me think of this uh because this was like waiting in the wings is uh this there's another town and uh our kingdom and it's white to snakey white to white to snakey <laughs> named after white snake um Metaricana's knight, Von Jobina, is a pun on Bon Jovi. The main evil god, Anslasax, is wordplay on <laughs> Anthrax. Uh, the main character is this white-haired wizard uh, dude who is way too powerful, and his name's Dark Schneider. And uh, his, his, uh, his spells he does throughout the anime are accused, anthem, and damned which are named after popular, popular J-metal bands of the time. And Dark Schneider himself is named after Udo Dirk Schneider, the lead vocalist of the German metal band Udo, and also more famously of the band Except, which is another one of his spells.
1: Except? Um, Except. Accepts. That's a lame name for us. <laughs> it
0: is, but it's about the references. Other heavy, heavy metal references include... Um, we uh there is this one I never understood, and I still don't I don't know. I, I read this. There's a character called Thunder Empress Arshus Nay. Uh and she's supposedly evoking I don't know, Empress Arshish Ney" is supposed to sound like Earthshaker. Maybe it would more if you said it in, in Japanese. Japanese. Accent, um, which is a eighty-three album by YNT. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, Weird. That sounds like a stretch. That sounds like a stretch, but more, more blatantly, she has a spell called Halloween. Nice. (laughs) Absolutely says Halloween. She doesn't want Halloween. Halloween. Uh, There's also a character, the dark priest, Abigail, which is named after King Diamond's 87 album.
1: Abby Uh, mm -hmm. someone.
0: And speaking (laughs) of King Diamond, there is a vampire character and his name is Count Diamond. And he literally <laughs> is, ju- he just has King Diamond's makeup. Right,
2: all like the makeup, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So sometimes he says Count Diamond, and other times, other characters, it sounds like they're just saying Count Diamond. So I don't know what it's actually supposed to be, but I mean, he is like very King Diamond. It's hilarious. Mm. I mean, it's the exact makeup. Um, there's a character, Prince Lars, who's named after the Metallica drummer. Lars here, go. Uh, yep go
1: um, um
0: there's a character called Geo Noto Sort, <laughs> which is <a> supposedly <laughs> Jeff Scott Soto reference, uh, best known for his works uh with uh Ingve and like a million other things uh, and one of uh, one of his spells is named after the Christian metal band Striper. Mm-hmm. Um there is also uh Sean Ari, who is supposedly named after Sean Harris of Diamond Head. And, uh, but, I mean, that's just the name Sean. That's not really that interesting. And uh, finally, Dark Schneider's final ultimate spell that he gets at the end of the third episode and he only unleashes it one time and destroys fucking everything is Megadeth.
3: Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's the one I remember the most. So cool. Megadeth. So Bastard,
0: so Bastard <laughs> actually has six, uh, six unique episodes, but it was actually supposed to have two more. But the creator was arrested during the making of the seventh episode and they just, they just dropped it. So I didn't, I didn't look into that, but that's, that's what I read. Um, Mm. all right. So for my final pick, um, this is a movie that I always really loved. I thought it was really amazing. And, and man, I just feel like it's, it's so obscure. Like nobody knows this. It was another one I purchased at Suncoast because I thought it looked cool. Took it home, loved it. And I don't know. I just, I just, there's something about this movie. I really like it's called, blood rain curse of the yoma rain is spelled r-e-i-g-n it is not blood rain the vampire thing that there are those bad uva bowl movies or those couple of video games um, but blood rain curse of the yoma 1989 feature it has two distinct episodes and they each have a title that um, basically what we have here is a it's a ninja anime set in feudal japan but there's Tons of demons, tons of monsters. They're all called Yoma, which is just the word, Japanese word for ghost. Um, But they are like very monster. They're monsters. They're demons or they're people that can turn into uh, monsters. And it's really, really insanely fucking gory in the first five minutes. Like, oh my, the first scene is just entrails everywhere. It's so incredibly gory. So the the hero of this is, uh, his name's Hikage, who's a young ninja. He's hell-bent on one purpose and one purpose alone, and that is finding his former friend, Maru, who went full Sephiroth and out of nowhere turned around, shuriken Hakage right in the freaking face, and then, like, disappeared. So, like, for no reason, nobody knows what the hell happened, and now he has been sent by his ninja clan to actually track down Maru, and uh, obviously he wants to know, like, what the fuck, man?
1: Right, so, like, I thought we like, were duty I,
0: for real? You're like <laughs> why are you gotta be like that? And the first episode um, is actually there. Are two uh, both halves are uh, both episodes are fifty minutes long, so it's a decent length. It's it's good length, and uh, it, but it really feels episodic. They're both uh, the whole time he's trying to find Maru, but the first half he doesn't. It's just a matter of like this is something that happened along the way. So the uh, so the OVA, yeah. So it has the two halves: uh, Hikage in an evil world and Maru with crazy Fang. Obviously bad translations they probably could have done better or direct translations that sound just silly right Um, right oh the second the second one actually takes place two years after the first one uh which shows us like just how long and how grueling the search has been for this character hakage like he really was like he would not give up the ghost or the yoma as it were Um, (laughs) like vampire Enter d the story is presented as a wandering hero type story But uh, it's actually kind of reminds me of the first Dark Tower book, Stephen King's Dark Tower, uh, because in that you have the gunslinger whose uh, sole purpose is to find the man in black uh, in that first book. So, um, you know, the, the first line, the opening line of the first book is very famous. And it's like something like the, the gunslinger set out into the desert and the, uh, or the man in black set out into the desert and the gunslinger followed. It's it's something like that. And that's pretty much all you need to know. And that's pretty much all this is really, it's like a guy. So he's in the wind and I'm going to find him and that's it. But shit happens along the way. So, you know, he has adventures and it's, it's different. It's, it's cool. Uh, in my opinion, the first episode is actually the, the stronger of the two. I think it actually has this incredible emotional downer at the end. It's like, it's, it's really insane. Like, um, like I don't want to go into it too much, but it, it's all on uh, YouTube. If you look up blood rain, curse of the Yoma. And uh, you know, I, I just really, really like this movie. It's, it's a fun ninja movie. Uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, not as well-known or as good as the, the, as, you know, Ninja Scroll, which I think everybody, that sort of eclipsed all other ninja things, you know, anime related from, from that time period. Um, and while Ninja Scroll is better, this is worth your time. In my opinion, uh, very dark, very, very, uh, good stuff, really good drawings too. I really like the drawings. And honestly, the dub is good, um, which is, you know, obviously not always the case,
1: Um, Yeah, it's definitely rare. Yeah, pretty
0: damn good. Like I I think it's I think it's pretty decent. Unlike you say the
2: the dub stepped up. Yes, it did.
0: (laughs) Unlike something like um like Tekaman Blade Two, where you had that main character girl. If she had had a different actress, you probably wouldn't have hated her. It's just that they made her so shrieky and so you know. So it's like it's all about that. It's like you know sometimes. Sometimes animes have really bad dubs that just kill it, and you know I find myself gravitating towards watching the original uh, you know the Japanese language with with subtitles or whatever, but it 's actually pretty good so um, yeah, insanely gory splatterpunk stuff, uh, lots of disturbing imagery, no punches pulled whatsoever. And uh, just an insane amount of really fun uh, creatures and monsters and people turning into other stuff. And uh, in my opinion, it was, a, it was a good mix of something that felt episodic, but also it had, a, had an arc. So the thing that he sets out to do in the first scene of the first movie, of the first episode, he finally accomplishes at the end of the second. And it's just, it's cool. It's, so it's, it feels like a movie with two halves, or maybe you could say like it feels like a sequel where they mm-hmm. didn't wrap everything up in that first one. And right. so it really is like a little bit different, um, than some of the other stuff. But anyway, it is on YouTube. If you guys are so inclined, do check it out. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. so, um, that is, uh, those are some of our picks for uh, classic anime, classic am- anime Japanimation OVA movies from the late eighties and uh, mid nineties. And the golden age is uh, I personally feel it is of, of Japanese animation. Mm -hmm. um and so that's what we've been talking about and uh now it's about that time we're gonna drop a little octopunder this on your butts so um for this week uh what i'm gonna ask you guys to pony up is uh the name of an anime movie that you personally like that you would love to see on the big screen in a movie theater or maybe that you did get to see like to hear uh you know either or you know, however you want to play that. So why don't you think about that for a little while and we'll go on a short break.
3: Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, You don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary.
2: Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews audio podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smartass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms.
3: ready to do some
0: bacon it's about that time where we ask you the audience to ponder this welcome back aboard everyone all right so we've asked you this week's ponder this question which was which anime movie have you seen in on the theater and the big screen or maybe you'd love to have seen on the big screen in the theater um obviously not a lot of these went to the movies uh in america uh sometimes we have festivals and stuff stuff like that that So it happens, and I know that there are like Miyazaki movies that get to play, and it's pretty cool. They do these uh, events, and so uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's rare though. Even then, so so let's uh, let's go through that. I'm gonna go last. Uh, why don't you take it away, Nintendo?
3: Okay. Um, so my pick would be Transformers the movie. Um, it was it's a movie that I wish I have seen in the theaters. Um, I didn't get to see it until it came out on VHS. Um, but a couple years ago at uh at one of the movie theaters in, in a Salmon Pond Mall, uh they had a one night only showing of Transformers the Movie in theaters. So that was my chance to watch it. So here we go.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. And we all got to go. It was yep. really super fun. Yeah, that, was that, that was, was
3: that was the beginning of my YouTube channel. Yeah, it was like
1: your first yeah. video on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so that's awesome. You actually got to see the one that you would have picked. Very yep. cool.
2: Uh, what you got, boss? Rush. I am going to say Ninja Scroll. Oh yes, oh, yeah, amazing! Like, uh, like you mentioned earlier, like the, basically, like the the peak peak ninja in a uh, you know anime and that that kind of stuff. You know, a, mo- a movie I definitely would love to see on a big screen at some point. So I'm sure I'm sure it's it's had showings here and there that I just wasn't privy to. It just didn't have any knowledge of because I wasn't really like actively searching for them, but. I keep my eyes open when things start to open up. Maybe there'll be some like anime conventions or whatever. Maybe, maybe some like independent movie theaters will be, you know, showing this stuff. Yeah. But it's something I'll definitely have to keep an eye open for because this is an amazing movie. If you haven't oh seen God, it, go yeah. see it. If you have seen it, see it again. It's just, it's, it's that fucking good. And I would definitely love to see this on a big screen.
0: Yeah, man. I totally agree. Sure. That's an awesome pick. That's an an awesome. Movie. Awesome pick. And, and oh my God, to see that in the big screen would be amazing. Eight bit. What you got?
1: Uh, yeah, so I will do the uh, movie I did get to see at the theater side of this, and that would be uh, *Spirited Away*, the two thousand and one Studio Ghibli darling movie that uh, took the world by storm when it came out, and it was one of those movies that you know people were buzzing about for a long time, and I was just like, man, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't, I don't know what it is about this movie, but people love it, and uh, and so it turns out that there was a local theater by us that was doing like you know second run showings and like you know play this movie just for one weekend kind of thing it was real cheap to get in it was the the zeatrope theater in uh, franklin massachusetts and that place has long since closed down but i'll always have this memory and that was uh, me and my mom went to go see spirited away when it went to the zeatrope and uh, it was it was so much fun it really like after watching that movie that was 100 percent for me like I think the turning point when I really realized like how, how much anime could really like be a powerful medium, not just fun or cartoony or something that was like, you know, actiony or whatever, like really, you know, be a movie that had like lasting emotional impression on you. And, you know, it's, it's since been something I've, I've, um, you know, talked to so many people about. So getting to see spirited yeah. away at the theater with mom was, was so awesome. And the theater had free popcorn, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. cool pretty unheard of but yeah that was that was so much fun and i mean i would love to be able to see like howl's moving castle uh in the theater you know whenever fathom events does those i always attempt to go see the uh the howls one when they do it but still haven't yet haven't yet keep keep it up fathom keep it up
2: yeah Yeah. real quickly i just want to interject and say like uh, usa motor like movies that'll have like emotional impact on you uh recently for the first time i saw another like studio ghibli movie I had a rough week and I was like um oh, look just scrolling through and this is a movie I've heard of but never seen didn't know anything about it and the picture showed two kids I'm like okay two kids probably going on adventures I need something uplifting I got the furthest fucking thing from uplifting because um, I saw Grave of the Butterfly uh, Grave of the Fireflies rather yep. I wish it was butterflies but holy fuck this is a spirit crushing movie I mean it's done ridiculously well it's it, it, it's a great movie for what it sets out to do. Like, yeah. Holy fuck. I wish I had read a synopsis because I was a fucking puddle by the time this movie was over. I was like, if you wanted to see a grown man, ugly cry for like 30 minutes, you should have been there because that's what I was fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, why did I do this to myself? I <laughs> needed an uplifting movie. <laughs> what did I do? Stop, Stop my making God. me feel. Oh my God. I, I thought
0: you couldn't feel anymore after ring King.
2: Oh, uh, well, this, Oh, my God. Well, this, this found whatever was left in me. <laughs> <laughs> rung it wrung it, holy... it out of you. Oh, my God. I was a fucking mess. Wow. Holy it was, but it was a well-made movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I, it, it is definitely one of those movies that, like, you need to, you know, fully expect what it is going into it. Like, yeah. it, it is so well done. But, goddamn, it, it is not a happy movie. But I
2: went in completely blind, not knowing a thing about it, and hoping for something as far different as you could possibly be from it, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Nope, you chose poorly." <laughs>
0: yeah, I've I've heard of it, but I I have not seen it. Um, I I don't know if I'll check it out uh, check it out or not. But <laughs> that's a hell of a that's a hell of a review. Oh, or a, a report, I guess. <laughs> so right. If
2: you know if you know what you're expecting, this is a ridiculously high quality movie. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Well, I it's you know so I just want to say that. Just, cool. just know what you're getting into, yeah. and have Kleenex.
0: Just, just prepare to ugly cry. That's all.
2: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. If if a guy, if it'll get to a guy like me, it'll get to pretty much anyone. <laughs> it would get to a,
0: it would get to a rock if it got to yeah. a pine cone. You could, you could make like a, a, I don't know, a bottle of like Dawn soap, ugly cry if you can, anything, like anything at all. All
1: right,
0: right. <laughs> um, cool. Good stuff. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you felt. I'm glad you felt something. Yeah. It's good to do.
2: It's good to yeah, do. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So for my, my Octopon to this pick, I'm going to go with uh, a movie. It's going to take us full circle. I'm going to pick Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, which was the Yoshi, Yoshiaki Kawajiri remake. Or you could even say it's not really a remake. It's more of a sequel. Um, because he, you know, the character is just very, uh, episodic. He's a wandering adventurer. So this is just another adventure. It really feels more like it's in the same series. It doesn't replace anything that happens. This is just something else. Um, obviously the drawings are very, very different. And, uh, why I love Kawajiri is his style and his, uh, I don't know his, the drawings that he's able to, he's able to do are just very unique and, um, I don't know. There's, there's polish there uh, that, I don't know, no one else was able to really get to that level for me. So I really, really like uh, the look of this movie a lot. And, you know, I don't know if I, if I would say it's better than Ninja Scroll. I think Ninja Scroll might be his best, but there is something uh, for me, like the the gothic horror side of things is more appealing to me personally than ninjas. So mm-hmm. even though I like them both um but i really like gothic horror so yeah this is this is my my stuff this is like my castlevania this is my stuff so um i'm sort of more drawn to d than um than ninja scroll even though i don't know ninja scroll might be better but this is a great movie i'd love to see it on the big screen and uh if you haven't seen it do check it out it is uh it is a it was made in 2000 and it's awesome it's uh i mean i i don't even know how flawed it is it's like i always have to apologize a little bit like i don't know this is is a great one really great one definitely my top uh i
3: can't believe it's 20 years old holy crap no yeah
0: Yeah, pretty crazy pretty crazy Hmm. so anyway those are our answers retroids and now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's octoponder this which was what anime movie would you love to have seen in the movie theater or maybe did see in the movie theater and you just want to tell us about you want to chat chat about that or the show in general or anything retro you can always reach us our popular facebook group and uh, you can check us out on twitter or you can email us at redoctopus at gmail.com that said it's almost time to catch that horizon but before we say goodbye let's go to this you got your spiked gauntlets you got your bullet belt you got your
1: leather jacket and your denim? You got your hairspray? Well, put them on, because it's time for another edition of Power
3: to the Nettle. How's it going, everyone? I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. It's you guys. It's I shouldn't be what uh, we're talking about in this episode. But right now, we're going to talk about a little band for this segment called Burning Witches. They're from Sweden. And they are absolutely amazing. If you guys love traditional new wave of British heavy metal, you will fucking love this band. It's an all-female band, and they kick more ass than most all-male bands do. I love them so much. I, I recently discovered them earlier this year with their, their new album, and when I heard that album, I was just blown away and I had to go back and and check them out and so freaking good. They they started back in 2015. They got signed by Nuclear Blast in 2018 and they released three albums. One called Burning Witches um which was released in 2017 um but it got re-released through Nuclear Blast in 2019. Um then the second album is called Witch Hammer and that came out on November 9th of 2018, and the new album, Dance With The Devil, which is by far their best album. Agreed. And that came out of March 6th, 2020. So goddamn good. Highly recommend this band. I've been listening to them nonstop for the past couple weeks. Excellent, excellent band. I can't say enough good things about them. So fucking good. My top picks for this band is from the new album, uh, the title track, Dance with the Devil, fucking amazing. Wings of Steel, fucking amazing. The ballad, surprisingly enough, is fucking amazing too, Black Magic. Um, sea of Lies is awesome. And they have a really cool Man of War, uh, cover called Battle Hymn. And that also... Uh, introduces I'm not introduced by it includes uh, ross the boss who was I, th- I think is the the original guitarist for Manowar so he makes a guest appearance on the song which i think is really cool um and not, another fun thing about this band is that they always end their albums with a cover on their first one they did holy diver which i thought was <laughs> done really well and the second one was jawbreaker which i think is like their, their best cover that they've done um and of course, battle him on the new one. So yeah, I highly recommend checking out this band. If you guys love new wave of British heavy metal, like Judas Priest and I, and Maiden, check them out. They're on Spotify. All three albums are there. So yeah, that concludes this segment of power to thy metal. Yes. Yes. Yeah, these
0: guys are, these guys are awesome. Oh yeah. You, you pointed them out to me and I was like, I was like, hell yeah. I love them.
3: Yeah. So many I mean, every, bad. every album is fucking good. Every album is fantastic. Yes. But that new one. Yep. Fuck yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Very cool. Indeed. All right.
0: Very cool. So I guess we are kind of done unless you guys want to drop some tasty proms. What do you say? Anybody got any tasty proms?
3: Well, I have a YouTube channel called Nintendo 25 and uh, we recently put out a interview with Paul Niemeyer, mm-hmm. um, which we have an audio version up on our Pinecast, um, but I did a video version of that, which is on my YouTube channel. And I have that split up into into chapters because it's like a two and a half hour interview, and who wants to sit through that? So I put up in, into chapters so that people can pick which subject they're more interested in. Most likely, the moral combat stuff, but mm. uh, whatever it's there. So yeah, check it out.
2: Very cool.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Anybody else?
2: I am a useless sack of crap. So, so just wanted to share. I'm <laughs>
0: useless sack of yeah. I'm,
2: a bas- no. sack I'm a of
0: crap
3: needs. I'm a basis and I'm a useless cunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you need
0: someone to ugly cry for 30 minutes at the end of Grave with the fireflies. Go to useless sack of crap. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Extended video with uh, with audio commentary, uh, um.
3: which consists of like only
2: sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <need laughs> like like feeling <laughs> it's, it's, seven, it's seven layers of a grown man crying like a baby. <laughs>
0: Um, I'll, I'll throw a random plug in there. Um, I just recently became uh, part of this this little venture. It's pretty fun so far. Um, it's a Facebook group you can look up on Facebook. It is called Words from Beyond the Coffee House of the Damned, and basically it's a little reading group. And uh, there's authors involved, all sorts of local, mostly horror type authors. And uh, once a month, we've been doing uh, just online Zoom readings and um everybody's welcome to join it's free there's no nothing we're not selling anything it's just a fun thing to do so if you are interested at all in uh hearing some new stories written uh i mean read by the authors um some cool stuff check out that group and join up and uh there's going to be uh you know There'll, there'll always be an event basically going forward because we're trying to do it once a month. So I'm actually reading at the next one, which is going to be, uh, I think, July 15th. Uh, if the event isn't there, it will be shortly. But once again, it's Words from Beyond, the Coffee House
1: of the Damned. Check it out. Very cool. Um, I'll, I'll throw my stuff out there. So I am 8-Bit Alchemy. I have a YouTube channel as well, and I do, um, 8-Bit video game style music. And I am uh, always looking for commission work and, you know, anybody out there who's interested in getting their own custom music, custom tunes for podcasts or videos or just the sheer hell of it. They make a damn good ringtone, I've been told. Um... (laughs) That is kind of my deal. Uh, I've been able to. What's your deal, man? This is what it? is
0: the deal? <laughs> what
1: is the deal? So Are
0: you uh, elf right there.
1: Yeah, that's our elf impression. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely, exclusively <laughs> that. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's that's essentially the gist. So if you like eight bit music, uh, chip tune, video game kind of stuff, and you want your own, uh, contact me on Facebook or YouTube, and uh, we can work something out. Definitely do that. Do it. You should definitely do that. He, do
0: it. He, He's good at what he does. Just, yes. just say that. Um, so I think that wraps up the episode. So um, yeah, pretty cool. So thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. talking Rock on. Yep, animation. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Uh, and if you, uh, you know, haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly appreciate it. And we hope you've enjoyed this week's journey of the treacherous waters of all the things made Growing Up Awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button. And like us on Facebook and Twitter and where else you can find us. I don't know where we are anymore. Um, as well as being part of the <laughs> podcast network, uh, Retro Docs Plus is, now, is a full-fledged member. We gotta stop saying now; it's been like forever. Uh, right we're now, under the Dorking <laughs> Podcast Network. So, if you get a chance, please do check out our sister shows like Super Retro Throwback Reviews, which, by the way, just posted their 100th episode.
2: Pretty cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Congrats to those guys.
0: Yes, very cool. And do shout out Shark Bites and Horror Squad, Black and White Fright, The Toking Dead. Oh, there's lots of stuff on the Dorkening. Awesome, awesome network. We love those guys. We really appreciate it. Being on, on board and uh, you know, getting some stuff paid for by coffee. Deadly Dive. Grounds
2: Coffee.
0: Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's coffee to die for and you know what? It, it legitimately is kick ass coffee it like it really it's, is it, it, it's, it's fun great. themed like they all have like these monster themes and everything like that which I always appreciate but it's not like that's the only reason that you're buying it that's it's oh, not right. the only value it's kick ass coffee it's just packaged with like really fun
1: so right it's, it's not great. like buying an awesome bottle of wine and you're like damn look at that Todd artwork oh wait it's it like tastes like a tastes like a like wood like a barrel it
2: tastes like salad dressing it's a cool dragon, like, horse. Uh, like the
1: dragon horse. Salad. Nice. I did not order a salad. <laughs> salad.
2: <laughs> anyway, before
0: uh, we uh, get uh, talking more, because that needs to stop, I have been your host, Parasite Steve. It is indeed a sad thing that your adventures have ended.
2: Oh, my, uh, my <laughs> well,
1: and then nani is what? It's like nani? And then you just get fucking dead. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know this. Nani? At all. <laughs> nani? <laughs> nani? You could just say nani. That's also good.
2: Smell it. Yeah. <laughs> nani? <laughs> <laughs>